Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Well, good, good, good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy Sports Saturday to all across the nation. You just heard Figgy talk about the uh, All-Star game and the All-Star rosters and that's well and good, and I'm going to repeat what I said at the beginning of last week's show. When it comes to 4th of July, we are, I hope everybody had a great weekend. We are past it, and you know what that means? That meant closer to football, and you know what the all-star rosters mean? That means all-star game closer to football, and today we will do a football extravaganza. Yes, and I uh, looked, there was a story that came out, and it was on ESPN.com, and they ranked the rosters, the on-paper rosters for every team. So I thought it would be fun, <laughs> especially since it's Figgy's first day back with me. I thought it would be fun to go through every team's roster. Every team, huh? <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, uh, walked right back into the fire, brother. What's what going are you on? Doing, man? How what how was the trip? The trip was amazing. Uh an amazing time. Uh spent some time in Italy the last couple of weeks with my, my beautiful wife on our on our honeymoon. Uh it was spectacular. I've been telling people all week, Anthony, uh, I'm never eating American pizza ever again in my life. You know what? Bless you. Uh, there is a pizza issue that I've had. It's cropped up and it's cropped up again. And 
In fact, Chris knows about it, so we're going to get to it later on. But okay. it's tremendous, isn't it? It really is. It's and it's completely different, totally different. Because and it's not filling. It's it's you know it's something that's light. It's not a you don't walk away going oh like you eat rocks. Yeah, it's like a almost like a like a snack appetizer type more than like a you know a main course where people just take down an entire pizza. It's different. It's just a different vibe. It's a way different vibe, right? Yeah. Like you know, you, you're not you're not looking to house. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. What was your? Uh, you gotta hit me real quick because yeah. you gotta indulge me with this because I, you know, it's the it's the, my uh, culture, my motherland. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm. I, where did you give me the places that you loved? Well, I'm a I'm a big uh, when it comes to, to history. So I the 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 big highlight for me, uh, I, I loved going down to Pompeii. Uh, to see something that was so old be so well preserved. And, of course, if you don't know the story, this it was destroyed by a volcano, uh, an erupting volcano, but because of the volcanic ashes, it was actually well preserved for years. And they're still ex- excavating things now. Now We had a tour guide who her day job is she's an archaeologist, and she says, you know, we found some things last week. They're not on display yet, but we're still working on them. Isn't that wild? It's just fascinating that they continue to find things. And you see these, you know, these these bodies that are encapsulated within ashes, and you can really see the details, almost the details of faces of, you know, I people know. how they it's were eerie. when they when they. It really is eerie, but it's eerie, but it's cool, uh, and it's to a certain so degree cool. as well. It, it was how about amazing. The, um, how about that? And in the back, like I remember when you look and see the Vesuvius in the background, mm-hmm. and you, you see the vol the hulking volcano. Yes, right, looming. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine, like, all of a sudden that thing erupts and you're living in the vicinity? No good on that one. Yeah. It's still active, right? Uh, it's yes. still active. It's been it's been dormant for a while. But, I mean, and they say that the people, there's a lot of people that live, you know, around and near it. And they, they yeah. have evacuation plans. But pretty much once that thing starts going, you know, they, they pretty much people are just kind of taking their lives into their own hands. You kind of know what you're getting into. But, I mean, like anything, you know, uh, living in Los Angeles, this is the earthquake capital of at least yes. the United States. Yes. A big one's coming eventually when right. no one really knows. So that's the same thing when you're dealing with a lot of these active volcanoes that have been dormant for a while. It's going to it's gonna erupt again. No one knows when. Uh, and the longer and longer you wait, the bigger and bigger it's going to be. So that's <laughs> that's kind of eerie, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like the, you know, it's always funny because that the, the the scene, like it looks ominous. Like, it does. You know, I, that's the one thing about it. Uh, that's the truth. So you loved you love Vesuvius. Where, what else? Mm-hmm. Where else did you go? Uh, went to Rome. So we did the uh, the Colosseum, which was amazing. Amazing. Isn't amazing. Amazing. You see, like a stadium, like yeah, two thousand years old. And, you know. Yeah. To be able to walk through that, then went across to the Forum. And all the history around that uh, was amazing as well. So just seeing those like majestic sites were, were mm-hmm. the biggest highlights for me. I got to tell you, a low light, unfortunately. Yeah. So we go to the academia. And if you guys don't know, that's in Florence. That's where Michelangelo's David is. And it's, it's, in, it's in this art museum with a bunch of other valuable art pieces. We're talking about things that go from back to like the 1200s. It's in- incredible. So my wife and I are looking at, are walking through. We haven't gotten to the display where David is yet. We're in one of the first hallways, and there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of paintings, a lot of old art from. I think they were probably around the 13th century. We're looking at, uh, with a lot of the art, and so there was a couple. Not would say next to us, but I'd say within about 15, 20 feet of us. So they're looking at a different piece of art than we are, and I hear the guy. He speaks English, but he's talking in an accent, so I don't know exactly where he's from. <laughs> Anthony, I swear, he says, "I wonder if this is real." 
and he actually took his hand and rubbed against the yard. <gasps> and this woman at work in security shot like a bat out of hell. She was like, no, 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 no. You can get fined and arrested. I'm surprised they didn't arrest him. Oh it was, my God! It's what's it is one of the most stupid. He had, and I said, "This guy must be a dumbass." And I said that to my wife. I was like, "You, I was pissed off." There's nothing worse than the tourist dumbass. It was man. like, and you know, and it's different than a lot of museums. I experienced this uh, in, out there in Italy, um, and it seems to be a little bit different than a lot of places here in the states. Things are out on display. And if you really wanted to, you could literally touch them. Now, you're not supposed to, obviously, but a lot of these items are not behind glasses. They're not, you know, you can walk right up to them really close and, and touch, but they think people are smart enough to not do it. And by the Anthony, this guy is not like 18. This guy was like at least 50. Oh, He's a grown God. man in an art museum. I was like, yes, this is an art museum with a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of historical pieces from the 13th century, 14th century. Yeah, I'm oh pretty sure they're going to put a duplicate in here that you can touch with your greasy fingers. <laughs> I was offended. I'm not even from there. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, my How God. How stupid can you be? I, well, the, the worst is the tourists, right? Like the yeah. bad, like the cliche yeah. tourists. Right. You know that's got to be the worst. Oh, oh well, yeah. Even God. we had a there was a uh, there was a Donatello uh, museum uh, set up uh, in Florence as well. So we walked through that, and they tell you when you walk in, you know, no flash photography, and here's this guy with this big camera just snapping oh flash all over the place. And I'm like, oh man, what is and you cringe right? Like you, you do cringe. You go like, oh come on, dude. Like, what, what do you do? Like, there should be. It's why we. I invented the violations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like there should be a, an unset of written rules. It's like baseball, right? Like there's unwritten rules that you just abide by. That's just what it is, right? Yeah. Like you know, and, and when you do that, it, it, it's just gauche. You know, you you're, you're messing with it. the rest of us, man. Yeah, it's all like, cool. Some things are just common sense. If you walked in with the camera and maybe you didn't see the sign, maybe. But, I mean, you know, I, I knew when I was six years old, I don't walk into a museum and start rubbing up against paintings. Exactly. I mean, you just, you're just a moron. I mean, come on. <laughs> and to make the statement, I wonder if it's real. Yeah, I, I love that, too. Uh, no, no, the, the real ones are locked up underground yeah, somewhere. Right, exactly. Come on, man. Jeez. Come on, dude. God. How about the, uh, this, the Statue of David? That was incredible, wasn't incredible. it? Incredible, yeah. Incredible specimen. Uh, absolutely amazing. Florence is my favorite city. I, I, I love Florence. I can see they, why. Yeah. It's it's so just... How about the Duomo? The Duomo is beautiful. Incredible. The Ponte Vecchio. The, uh, I mean, just the, just walking. Did you go to the... Um, there is a, the, 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 the gardens, the, the Boboli Gardens. We didn't get a chance to make to the Boboli Gardens, uh, unfortunately, but... We spent a lot of time uh, around the Domo and in a, uh, Duomo, excuse me, and around the city and seeing the giant statue of Poseidon. You know, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. It's it's uh, the the architecture obviously is is amazing, and just it's so vibrant. You know, know. out there, it was a uh, it was truly a sight to see. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's really just a beautiful city, and the uh, the amazing thing about the food, like the, the like you're in that food region right there too, which is yes. ridiculous, right? Like. Just, just the wine, like the table wine, is like unlike anything other. You know, there's no, there's no sulfates. Mm-hmm. The food is so fresh, right? That's like, what there's it no is. preservatives. There's no hormones with the animals. Like everything is just so fresh. And I think that's, you know, the food 
is one of the reasons why I think people live a, a longer. I mean, you know, it's just good. You're more healthy. Yeah, and there, there's that, and people walk everywhere. Yeah. Like my wife and I stayed probably about 20 minutes away from where the action is. And Ubers are not very ubiquitous out there. I mean, they were they have it, but I mean, you get canceled on a lot, or they might be twenty minutes away. And at that point, we're like, why don't we just walk? You know, it was a little warm, but it was fine. You know, so we you know got to see some sights and stop off at a few local places. You know, I think that's that's kind of the beauty when you're visiting, especially a foreign country. You know, as opposed to just getting taxied everywhere, why not take in some of the sights and some of the sounds and see what society is like? So that that's part of the uh, part of the trip that see, we enjoyed. You're too. a you're a traveler after my own heart because I I love like to me whatever whatever city I'm in, and I used to always do this when I was a sports writer, and I would travel extensively throughout the states. I, I would love to get lost in a city, yeah, and or new town or wherever I was at. I love to just get lost in it. And just wander. Yeah. And, you know, you just make your way. You know, listen, I know nowadays, like, listen, you can go and get reviewed. Every place is reviewed. Everything, you know, there's there's virtual guides for everything. But I still like to discover my own kind of path, you know? Yeah. I almost like just to, to I'd rather just take a chance on my own stuff and, and kind of go in and go someplace for a drink look at the menu, kind of walk around a little bit, you know, and just kind of get lost in in a, in a city, especially when you're abroad and, you know, you could just, just discover. It's got, you know, it's got so much, and where you were, I yeah. mean, you know. Such you, rich history, you know, and we, so we happened to be there, and I knew nothing of this, uh, and I'm sure you do, the uh, Calico uh, Storico, you know this uh, this soccer match that's not really soccer? Uh, I do not. No. So this is a this is a match that they play usually every year, and they shut it down for the pandemic. But basically, it's these. Uh, basically, you represent this certain region uh, in this in and around the city of Florence, and they all come together and play this little mini tournament. And apparently, they've yeah. been they've been playing this since the Middle Ages, and it's played the exact same way that it was played way back then. It's almost like a mix between rugby, soccer, and bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest what? thing. It's I had never heard of it, and unfortunately, my wife and I had a long day leading up to it. We couldn't get tickets anyway, but just to, we wanted to try to be outside of the, the makeshift stadium. They built, like, this makeshift stadium outside of the Piazza Santa Maria Novella, uh, wow. and, they, and they play these series of matches, and you try to advance the ball, and in order to try to advance the ball, you have certain players on certain teams who literally put their fists up, and they're bare-knuckle boxing each other, wrestling each other to the ground to try to... <laughs> It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's love the it. old medieval sport. It's <laughs> like literally what all of our sports evolved from. Yeah. Uh, You're right, Chris. You're and, right. And it, there's no helmets, there's no padding. I mean, you really don't get paid. You don't get paid. You play for like a cow. Literally a cow is your prize. Guess what? It's a good steak. <laughs> yeah, and, and you play for the cow every year and it's it's for bragging rights. It is literally nothing and these guys, you know, break shoulders and get seriously injured. And it, it's, yeah, it's back all then, for, too. Could you imagine that? Yeah. And it's like all for pride. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it even at the trainer's table. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> like, back then, you get your jaw busted open, and you, they're not even wiring it for you, man. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I encourage you guys, if you're, if you're interested, it's, it's insane. Uh, Calico Storico, just look it up on YouTube, I believe. I definitely will. I don't know if they've posted this year's or not, but a couple of years ago, they did post it up there, and you can kind of see how the action looks. It is it is wildly insane. 
So is everybody fight and 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 so you try to score a goal, right? Like right. a soccer goal? Yeah, so you try to you try to advance the ball. So it's almost like they call it soccer. I feel like it's closer to rugby, but they call it a soccer match. Can you can you run with like can you yeah. hold like use your hands? You can use your hands, you could run with it. So basically the opponent if you have the ball, the opponents are trying to stop it and get the ball from you. But your teammates what they can do is basically engage with the guys from the other team. So it's like blocking, yeah. but they, they beat you up. But you can actually get into a fist fight, or you can grab them and grapple them and wrestle them to the ground. And then once somebody wrestles someone oh else to God. the ground, that's it. Neither of you can get up. You're down. You've, you know, you're pinned. So it's not like you get on the ground and you wrestle around and try to scramble. Once, once a guy wins and gets a guy on the ground, then the person with the ball is able to advance. It's, it's wow. very, very interesting. Wow, so it's got a little football action, it, like you know, like rudimentary football. Yes, very much. It's like football, soccer, and rugby, and boxing all rolled into one. Sounds like a great sport, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife was intrigued, but she was like, I like everything except for the fighting. You know, I don't know if I really uh, want to watch that. I was like, I do. <laughs> Let's go. I'm it, all for it. it, it it's t- it's uh, totally nuts. Vice did a, a spotlight on it on one of their news uh, shows. Get out, Rick. It, okay. It's, nice. it's totally nuts, man. You got to check it out, Anthony. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, and I Netflix uh, did a series. I forget what it's called, but they basically talked about kind of uh, – off the wall, off the beaten path type of sports around the world, and I think either episode one or episode two focused on this game. Really? Uh, so I, I don't remember the name of it. If I could find it, I'll let you know. But uh, Netflix definitely did a special, and they definitely spotlighted the Calico Storico and kind of followed around some of these uh, players who are like regular everyday Joes, but then they come together for a couple of months to train for this you know annual event, all for the right for bragging rights and for a cow. Oh, that's awesome. I might have to go turn pro over there. <laughs> Not for the faint at heart, brother. Trust me. I, I'm going to go and go, y'all, I'm a linebacker, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, we got lots to do. I want to hear about your trip. Uh, it sounds like a beautiful time. We're so happy for you guys, man. It's fantastic. Our man, Kevin Figures, our beloved Figgy, married and just came off his honeymoon. So it was, uh, it's, it's love that. Love hearing those stories. We are uh, almost there, almost at the point of football. So I have these uh, lists of all the rosters. We're going to go through it. They have the PFF grades. We'll kind of analyze those. So I kind of really want to go de- really deep, deep into it. You know what I'm saying, Chris? All of them? All of them, baby. All of them? That's right. All of them, man. That's our crew. Figgy, Psycho Chris, our fine producer, Ricky. I'm Cousin. Together, we're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture. 
that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back, fellas. And by the way, one quick, uh, couple quick NBA notes. I, I before we get, engage fully in our NFL conversation because it's gonna it's gonna be a while. We're gonna dive in deep. But a couple quick NBA thoughts. One, James Harden takes less money, fellas, uh, significantly less money, and it's a one year deal with a player option for next year. $15 million uh, light so the Sixers can build around and kind of ensure, you know, that their roster is good. And next year, same thing. Like, if they need to add more, he has the ability to, uh, once again, you know, sort of uh, they can manipulate cap. And I, I got to give James Harden, uh, I mean, a ton of credit Listen, it was funny because uh, I heard Brian talk about, well, James Harden was one of the guys that doesn't work hard in, in the offseason. And I actually think that's to the contrary. I think he works hard. Listen, th- th- does he like to enjoy himself? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. But I, I don't think he's not a hard worker. I think the guy loves the game. In fact, I already saw videos of him and, uh, and uh, Tyrese Maxey working out together. Which, you know, I mean, I, I love that, man. I, I think the dude really wants to win. I, I got mad respect for a guy that says, listen, I, I don't need every dollar. I, I, I want to win. No, I and, think. You're right. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he's he's 32 now. He's at that point where he's going to start 
having to think about his legacy. I've seen plenty of guys who have seen this news and treated a lot more cynically than you have, Cuz, who said like, oh yeah, now James Harden wants to be the team player guy. Now he doesn't want to, you know, work his way out of town. But I think there's only so many times you could do that card. And I think in Philadelphia, he's found the place where it's like, look, this place has a good chance to really go far as long as they get the right pieces around it. And at this point, he's made a lot of money. And when you're in your 30s like that, you got to start thinking about the legacy. You're only going to have so many more years to play. You want to start playing for conference championships. You want to start playing for NBA finals. Like, yeah, you, know, you get a good I, shot in Philadelphia for that. I, I know. I, I, I don't get this cynicism, Fig, uh, when you look at what he's done. And remember, when he's in Houston and he wants out, that's a rebuilding situation. And then he goes to Brooklyn. And now when we look at Brooklyn, I, you know, I mean, can you blame the guy? No, uh, the problem, I, I think people believe he's kind of birds of a feather to a certain degree with Kyrie and KD and being a bit of a head case at points in his career. Now, maybe this is a sign of him turning the corner to a degree. And I guess for me, it's 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 as long as you absolutely turn the corner at some point, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter when you would have preferred he did it, you know, eight years ago. And maybe taking less and helped, you know, when he had when he was more in his prime. But I certainly understand being at this point in his career, like Chris mentioned, you know, he sees the writing on the wall and he's running out of opportunities to be able to have a legitimate chance to win. He knows that he needs help and Embiid needs help. And taking less money is is a way to do that. So I think what we would all love if they were, you know, like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch and took those guys all took pay cuts in the prime of their careers. But I feel like this is more often what ends up happening. Uh, but usually it's much later than this, Anthony. You know, usually it's a guy who's 37, 38, really on the back nine, I mean, coming Westbrook off the did, bench. Westbrook didn't take less. Sure did. John, John Wall got more because he, he hopped it in, took his money, and then went and got cut and got, got another million. Like you know, okay, God yeah. bless. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury you for it. Yeah, I'm a grudge guy for making yeah. them like. But James Harden right. could have very easily opted in and taken that 47, 48 million dollars, but. You know, he decided that it was more important to have a better chance to be able to win in his current situation, and I applaud him for that. Yeah, it's a fascinating point to make it because, like as you said, we'd love to see him, you know, make that decision when he's when he's in his prime. But man, like that's still your twenty in the NBA. Your prime is in your like you know mid late twenties. Like you're not. It's uh, it's still a point in your life. You're still not making the greatest decisions out there. But yeah, to his credit, thirty two, not thirty five, not thirty seven, not you know, needing to be limited on minutes still at an age and at a position and a, a position in a time in his career where he can still help you dominate games. And he's opening up the room for you to continue to keep Philadelphia's window with their core open. You know, the, he's got a great, you know, double, I mean, a partner with Joel Embiid. And he just, I think he realizes the opportunity he's got, again, to his legacy at this point. He's not going to get too many more contracts, so just no, go for doubt. the rings. Without a doubt. But let me ask you guys a question because I, I, do, I just want clarification of – let you guys speak for the masses. What was the – what's the issue with Harden in Houston and – like playoff performances aside, like I get it. You go, well, he hasn't come up big in playoff game. Okay. I mean, that's fair. But what happened in Houston and Brooklyn that he gets lambasted for – I mean, does he really deserve that? Uh, probably not so much in Houston. He stuck it out there for a long period of time. They tried to move a lot of pieces around him, and it just didn't work. And at a certain point, it got untenable, and he wanted out. I certainly understood that. 
I mean, yeah. at that point too, when he went out, they were a rebuilding team. They right? were, which I yeah. I don't I don't necessarily begrudge him uh, for that. And he had carried Houston as far as I think he could have carried Houston in those yeah. playoffs, conference too. finals a couple of times. You know, they probably got as deep as they were you know potentially going to get. I think it's just you force your way out of Houston, you force them to trade you to Brooklyn where you wanted to go. And then it seems like, you know, not in real time, but two days later, you force your way out of Brooklyn to go somewhere else, too, right after that. So well, it just but doesn't. Knowing what you know now about Brooklyn and Kyrie and the stuff that happened, you know, remember, he really wanted to go with Morey because he loves Daryl Morey and Houston didn't want to trade him there. Correct. That so, is so true. He, so he goes to Brooklyn and then. You know, I mean, can you blame a guy when you look at Kyrie, who's really not exactly the no. the, the uh, guy that you could count on to go win? It's look, really I, hard to see say what exactly happened. We're, we're seeing the aftermath now, but I don't know if we've got the full picture about what happened in Brooklyn. But I think very clearly, though, and I'm sure Harden realized it, regardless of what was happening in Brooklyn, it was a dysfunctional situation. I think he saw the writing on the wall that this team just isn't going to go far as compromised or it's just not going to last long. As compromised, and to your point, like he probably just wanted to be more with Maury at that point. And that's le- less of my issue with Harden throughout his career has been kind of forcing his way different places and all that. I feel like for the most part, he's done it, you know, the right way. Not, you know, uh, uh, the issue with me has been more about just his performance and not showing up in shape and being more concerned with being in strip clubs and you know stuff like that. That actually affects his performance on the court. I really haven't had a lot of issues throughout James Harden's career from a you know, player movement, player empowerment standpoint. I think he's pretty much played it the right way. Look, Oklahoma City traded him. He was, at least from what we understood at the time, right. was perfectly content with where he That's was. Right. Yeah. They didn't. They chose. They they said we have to pay two guys and we can't pay all three. So they chose Russ and KD over him. So they sent him to Houston. They they tried to build the infrastructure around him in Houston. They were a competitive team, as I mentioned. They made it to the conference finals a few times, and then after a while, they just figured, you know, this current iteration is going to peter out. So they moved off of him. So I I don't blame Harden for that part, but well, I do blame him for, for some other issues uh, that are more performance-based than anything else. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he rejected a uh, contract extension in Oklahoma City, though, didn't he? I don't know if that's completely true. Um, it's possible. I think, and if I it think was, it was probably rumor, yeah. below market value if it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, but, I remember he was spending time with, like, Reggie Jackson at that point, too. It was just – they, they, Oklahoma City just had a lot of mouths to feeds. Well, yeah, and look, you're you're a small market, you know, team, and you have guys coming up, and the 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 talk, at least from the insiders at the time, from what I remember, is you know they were either going to pay James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and KD, or let one of those guys go and give a little bit less to Serge Ibaka. So what they did, they paid Russ and they played KD, and they said, you know what, James Harden is better than Serge, but Serge fits better and he's a little bit cheaper and he's still good, so we'll ship out James. That's kind of what the narrative was at the time. They just didn't have the money to be able to compensate all three of those guys for what their actual market worth was, and that's why they traded Harden away. Yeah, I, listen, I get, I, you know, I mean, I, I think that's uh, all that stuff's fair. I'm just wondering is, you know, his his legacy. Now, the other thing I want to ask you is Kyrie, who is destined for the Lakers, 
where, where, how do you feel about that? Fig, you come home from your honeymoon and you know you're wait, you're on the Kyrie watch. It's funny, so I, I picked peeked in every now and then while I was on the honeymoon. So like one day it was well, Kyrie's thinking about opting out and signing for five million dollars, the minimum to go to the Lakers. And then he releases this statement to Sham saying like, no, I'm going to stay and stick it out. And then one day after that, Kevin Durant says he wants to be traded. So it's like so many things happened over about a 48 to 72 hour period. I mean, it was wild. It was, seemed I mean, it was pretty. Wow. crazy uh look if you're the lakers and the way i would i would try to frame this and hopefully uh, he Kyrie irving does not ask for a contract extension but if it's if it's essentially i'm shipping out westbrook and pieces for Kyrie and a couple of pieces Kyrie's a free agent at the end of the season so if they trade for him and things don't work out and he's a head case you can easily just let him walk away and keep on moving the interesting part for me is if Kyrie irving says I'm only going to accept a trade if you guys give me a contract extension. And if I'm the Lakers at that point, it makes me think a little bit deeper. Because do I want to be hamstrung to Kyrie Irving for the next five years? Or do I just stick it out with Russell Westbrook for one more season, knowing all that money's coming off the books, and then start from scratch and sign whoever I want with that money? So that's the interesting part for me. I, I haven't read or heard anything you know, about that aspect of it. Uh, but that's the part that intrigues me the most. What does Kyrie Irving want out of this deal? Is he okay playing as a lame duck, or does he want to get extended before he plays a single game for the Lakers? So let's just say it works out so he can you know, pave the way to come back to the Lakers. Can they win a title? They can, but it's still contingent on Anthony Davis more than anything else. Yeah, as great as Kyrie that. is and, and as great as LeBron is, if Anthony Davis does not play, you know, 60-plus games and is not available at 100% or 90% when the playoffs roll around, it doesn't matter. So can they? Absolutely. They absolutely have the – with a big three like that, they sure. Absolutely they can. I, I don't know if they will. And, the West, look, the West is not getting any easier, by the way, too. Sorry, the game a- gets uh, extended, by the way. And there is talk. I mean, you know, I don't know how, how you, they can make this happen, but, you know, the KD to Portland – there's the reunited talk with KD to Golden State again. You know, you still got Dallas. You, you still got Denver getting better. You got Phoenix that's, you know, always going to be there and still apparently the front runner. Clippers aren't Durant. going anywhere. They're going to be back. Right. I mean, you know, the Clippers are going to be better really good, yep. right? You think they're going to be really good. So the West is starting to turn out to look – like the a little bit like the AFC again. It's starting to it's starting to bolster, especially if Kevin if KD winds up going out west, and that leads me to Durant. So Minnesota, you know, inquires about it, and Brooklyn wants Cat and Anthony Davis and four first round picks, which is ludicrous and defeats the purpose of trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah, but how, how does that thing play out? Like the longer it goes now, and you start to look at it, and you go. Is there who's going to be able? Because they keep saying they they're going to move Durant before they move Kyrie, so they want to get the Durant trade worked out before they move Kyrie to the Lakers. So what does that look like? And you know you're going to have to get it's going to be three fourteen deal because the only way that all those assets you can collect that Brooklyn wants or would that would appease Brooklyn. It's if you get multiple teams involved. Yeah, because you're not – what they're asking for – I saw a report on Friday. I don't know if it's true or not. 
that they talked to the Lakers and they said they wanted LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and five first-round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, come on. I think. But it was, look, I, I think even Chris Manning said, like, they're going to ask for the moon. They're going to ask for, for at least four first-round picks and two all-star level players, and that's their starting point. Now, if they're going to deal with one team, to your point, that's just not feasible. So, And if you did make that deal, Kevin Durant's basically going to purgatory. It's going to be like his first couple of years in Seattle. It's him and nothing. So I'm sure he doesn't want that. So it's going to either have to be a very complicated trade or the, the Nets are going to have to come down off of their asking price because no individual team is going to give up that much for Kevin Durant, who as great as he is with, this, in, with the four-year contract – has has injury issues, and it, as great as a scorer as he is, no one can do it literally all by themselves. He's going to need help too. So yeah, and I think that's what you nail it. I mean, ultimately, you can't do it by yourself, right? So we're, and you start talking about now. Look, maybe if they imagine if they put Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the same deal as part of some four or five way uh, you know trade. And it just makes things even more complicated because now you're talking upwards of eighty some odd million dollars having to be moved. I mean, it, it can get wild, and this 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 can last a while. And I can honestly see this lasting into the into training camp, Anthony. To be honest with you, yeah, I can too. I I, I can too. I, I think at some point, KD gets uh, frustrated, right? KD at some point is going to want like is going to want movement, but yeah. I think I I don't know I don't know how this thing gets done relatively timely I, I when you keep looking at it and all the moving parts and you know to, to do that you know they contract these firms mm-hmm. to kind of to help along these kinds of deals right you know because they, they're built through agents and you know they're working with teams and usually it's an outside consulting firm that comes in to try to orchestrate this stuff because there's all the contracts involved and it's it's like almost acquisitions, like mergers and acquisitions, right? You know, I and I still wouldn't put it past. And Kevin Durant doesn't seem like the type who would change his mind per se, but maybe the Nets find a deal, a multi-team deal to get Kyrie Irving out of there, and maybe they don't get Westbrook. Maybe they get somebody else to fill that you know that money slot, and the team is still good and competitive enough to where Kevin Durant stays, or they just get stubborn with him and say, "Look, there's not a deal out there that's fair enough for us." You know, suck it up and play or sit at home and be like Ben Simmons did last year and don't get paid, which I don't think Kevin Durant is going to do. Not at that age. So he, he's not going to do that. So if he has to – look, the Lakers did this with Kobe Bryant. I don't know if it was 2008 or 2009. My near, my years get mixed up. But he very publicly, publicly requested a trade multiple times over. Got booed on opening night at Staples Center by Laker fans. Three months later, they trade for Pau Gasol. They go to the NBA Finals for three straight years and win two of them and he's a Laker for the remainder of his career. I don't know if that sort of deal is out there for Brooklyn, but I was certainly looking into doing something closer to that than just giving Kevin Durant away and just sending him somewhere because that's what he wants. You have to look out for the future of your franchise too. Uh, so they're not just going to give him away for pennies on the dollar, and if the right deal doesn't prevent, present itself, I think they're just going to be stubborn about it and say, tough, tough you know what, you're, you're going to be a Brooklyn net. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I, I, you know, I just don't know – you know how it how it you know kind of plays out. That's going to be such an interesting, you know, kind of because that's going to change. That's going to affect the balance of power. It also affects, you know, if there, is there any other movement because mm-hmm. any other movement, you know, because you're going to have four teams potentially involved, and what kind of fallout does that have? Like you know, one team moves somebody else, and then all of a sudden they need to make trade. So that you know the Durant thing could also affect and kind of be a trickle down as well. Absolutely. 
You know, you're talking about this amount of money and these, these amount of assets being moved around. Uh, it can it can affect the ba- shift the balance of power really in both conferences. You know, I yeah. don't see Kevin Durant going back to Golden State. I think they're kind of they're kind of over it out there, and they don't and they don't need him. First of all, I don't think they needed him to begin with. Number one. Uh, and they just won the championship this past year. Klay Thompson didn't even play that great in the entire playoffs. You know, like they they have young guys who didn't even play this past year. Your Kamingas and and your Wisemans, so they're only going to be better. They don't even need him. So why would you bring him back with all the distractions that he brings along with him? So I don't even see Golden State as being a feasible option. People are talking about that, and I know there's a nostalgia and there's a familiarity, but I really don't see that one happening. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I do. I do too. Uh, all right, we got uh, we got to get. Oh, we got to get some trending fig. Jeez. It's all right, Thanks, Chris. Well, that's all right. Well, we'll start with the NBA since we've been talking about it. You mentioned uh, James Harden with the 76ers taking a reported $15 million pay cut, signing a one-plus-one contract, a uh, one-year guarantee with an option for a second season. Damian Lillard with the Blazers agreeing to a two-year, $122 million contract extension, keeping him in Portland through 2026. In Major League Baseball, you had Seattle walking off Toronto in extras 5-2. to two. Will Smith walk off RBI single for the Dodgers. They beat the Cubs 4-3 to three in extras. Manny Machado a three-run home run for the Padres. Six to three the final as they defeat San Francisco. Blake Snell, by the way, now one and five on the season. That was his first win of the year for the Padres. Home runs for Alex Bregman and Martin Maldonado helping Houston defeat Oakland. Chris Bryant, a couple of home runs for the Rockies and a victory over Arizona. Wins for the Braves, Phillies, and Yankees. All-star starters were announced. Shohei Otani of the Angels just edging out Jordan Alvarez of Houston for the DH position in the American League. Other AL notables include Aaron Judge of the Yankees, Vlad Guerrero Jr. of Toronto, and Otani's teammate with the Angels, Mike Trout. In the National League, Mookie Betts and Trey Turner of the Dodgers will start. Bryce Harper starting at DH. Manny Machado will start at third base. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. Let's do this like quick T.O. We'll come back and, uh, and continue the conversation, the football stuff. I, I want to get into training camp real quick, and then we go roster by roster. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, fellas, <clears throat> welcome back. Fellas hanging out on a uh, good Saturday morning. So, you know, we talk a lot about movies and television. And, uh, man, James Kahn passed away the other day. Oh, and then, terrible. Uh, right? I mean, the, one of the great actors of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this show, The Offer. I watched mm-hmm. my wife and I. It, it, that show is, was incredible. I mean, it was incredible. It's about the making of The Godfather. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about it. heard it's amazing. Tr- tremendous, brother. T- absolutely tremendous. Great yeah. show. I actually uh, watched The Godfather uh, on my flight to Italy, believe it or not. And uh, it, not without with the intention of having, like, the synergy there. It right. just happened, you know, on my flight, they have certain, you know, movie offerings. And I was like, well, this is a ten-and-a-half-hour flight. What's a long movie that I like? <laughs> so that's great. I watched I watched The Godfather Part One on the way there. Then you know, on the way back, I watched Godfather Part Two. Did you really? I absolutely did. Yes. Oh my God! Had you seen it before? Oh yeah, I'd seen I'd seen both yeah. before. I have not yeah. seen the third, and that's probably because people told me not to. Nah, but I probably should. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Everyone's I mean, told me not to. So yeah, I mean, like you could say just for posterity, yeah. right? Like yeah. just that, just to say. And the shame of it is that the story was great, but mm. the it just wasn't well done. Yeah. The, the act, the cast wasn't there. I mean, you know, it's, that's the shame of it. But 
you know, <clears throat> James Conn was it was so interesting because they, you know, the the show The Offer really takes a look at like Hollywood in the seventies, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it takes like that whole cu- that whole culture of Hollywood. So they want to make this movie and. You know, the the at the time the that kind of genre wasn't working and it was all about how uh Coppola wanted to do this like Coppola and Puzo wanna turn this thing into a family story, mm-hmm. which really resonated. And that was really the, the genius of the movie. Right. Because people can relate to all right, well this this brother, that brother, and this brother. And they thought Pacino the studio thought Pacino was too weak. Yeah. As you know, that's the story. And then they want to put James Kahn as Michael, Michael, yeah, right, and then it's a concession because they because Coppola wanted Brando and Pacino. They go, all right, well, we'll we'll go Sonny and we'll go James kind of Sonny, and he was tremendous. I mean, you just saw it, right? He was great. That yeah, role. well, I thought I'd heard, I haven't seen it, so this is second information that that Coppola no, felt. The, no, that, you saw the the Godfather with Con, James kind of Sonny. Yeah, I, I know, but I was saying like, I heard that that Coppola felt that that Khan was actually right. better as Sonny than he would have been as Michael, and that's why yeah. he's the one that kind of pushed for him to be Sonny more so than Michael. And he was, um, and he wasn't good. I mean, he was. I mean, he was great, spectacular, actor. spectacular. Yeah. What a great actor! Yeah, that's a shame. And then uh, Tony Sirico, who was Paulie Walnuts, passed away yesterday. Oh no way! I didn't know that. Yeah, The Sopranos. Wow. Yeah, Paulie. Uh, actual actual mobster background before he cleaned up his life and became an actor too. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you could see Genovese, I think. Like he right, he he right, he completely resonated in that role. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, as promised, back to football coming up next. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, welcome back, welcome back. Happy, happy sports Saturday. It is the fellas, that's us. We are Figgy, Psycho Chris, Ricky, I'm Cuz, and together the fellas every week right here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, I know we bounced around a lot, a lot of NBA and, and you know, talking of some James Conn and we talked a little about Tony Sirico who passed away from the, it was a terrific character from The Sopranos. Um, well, let's get into it because I've been. This has been burning a hole in my pocket. I saw a, uh, a story. It was about uh, ESPN ranked. It was on the website ranked the roster. So this is strictly on paper the best rosters in the NFL, and they use a formula that includes PFF, so your Pro Football focused uh, grading for the players. They use stats. They use um, a lot of stuff. So um, what they do is they say, like for um, the, pro, the pro football focus grades um, are, are categorized as if it's 90 or more, that's an elite player. 80, basically 80 to 90 is good quality. 70 to 80 is average. Uh, lower than that is considered below average. And uh, they use their rookie grades on PFF for uh, the rookies. They use their college grades for the rookies. So they use those sort of things, a little some some X factor stuff, to come up with their lists. And I really wanted to throw this by you guys and kind of analyze the rosters. Now is the perfect time because we are on the precipice of training camp. The uh, NFL community is finishing up their last uh, of the vacations. In fact, I know some uh, some coaching friends, coach friends of mine, who are uh, down the Jersey Shore for the last uh, cut the last week over the Fourth of July weekend. Last week, they're down there on the beach getting ready before the season begins, before camp begins. So let me throw these guys. Let me throw this at you. The uh, the number one roster according to this this list, the Bills. All right. Now, the Bills, they'll, they say the biggest weakness is on the right side of the offensive line, and that's really it. But although, other than that, they, are the, they have the best roster, best, best roster uh, in, the, uh, in the league, of course, according to this. So you got Allen, uh, who gets a 90.1 of a grade. Singletary, James Cook, who I think was a great pick, getting that running back. Uh, of course, Diggs. Look at the receiving core, guys. Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Jamison Crad are playing the slot. Dawson Knox got a good tight end. Um, and then you got a, a pretty good offensive line, certainly from the left side with Deion Dawkins and, uh, and Roger Saffold. So the right side might be a little thin, but when you analyze, guys, the offense, we'll do the defense in a moment, but when you analyze the offense, I mean, those receivers and an added James Cook, a legitimate running back, I mean, that's pretty potent. Yeah, um, I will say from there's very few weaknesses offensively. The, the big issue for them has been consistency and attempting to run the football, which you hope they try to do with James Cook in the mix, so we'll see that. But that's more of a schematic issue than a talent issue. Um, so, yeah, talent-wise, from an offensive standpoint – 
I don't see much of an issue there. I would have said uh, their defensive line. They have had issues getting to the quarterback the last couple of years. I know Von Miller will certainly help with that, but he is to a certain degree diminished from the skill set that he had, say, even three or four years ago. I still feel that he was aided by playing with guys like Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald in L.A. last year. So that actually aided him in his effectiveness. Doesn't mean he's not a good player. But he's certainly not the Von Miller that we're used to. So I'm interested to see the kind of impact that he makes on the defensive line because that was pretty much the biggest issue from a team-wide standpoint because their secondary is as good as anyone. Uh, their, front, their front seven, and particularly their front four, their pass rush situation, will be the only question mark that I would have for Buffalo going into this season. They're, I agree with you because you look at their their secondary is tremendous, right? We've always liked their secondary. Oh yeah, well, I mean White and Johnson are great. Poyer obviously is excellent. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, think Hyde, Micah Hyde yeah, is back there. I mean they they might yeah. have they might be the best secondary in the league. Might you be. grab Elam in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean that's uh, I like their draft too. I think they they're a really good team, and Sean McDermott does such a great job there. Um, I, I think you know I, I'm with you. I agree. I think it's a it's going to come up to. It's going to come down to. Can they get enough pressure? I like Ed Oliver, but can they get enough pressure? Now they list PFF has Von Miller as a ninety-one point two, okay, the highest ranked player on the roster, other than Josh Allen. I mean, including Josh Allen, who's ninety point nine. That's so, interesting. I know. I'm kind of with you. Where I do think he was aided by having all those all, all those studs. Yeah, so it doesn't mean again. It doesn't mean he's a bad player, and right. I know PFS, you know, has their you know they look at tape and have their own rankings, which sometimes deviates greatly from other scout rankings. So you don't know exactly what people are looking at and what they're looking for, and you don't know what someone's responsibility on a certain play is. So all that stuff can kind of be skewed when you're talking about grading a particular player. Um, but yeah, the, the Bills have obviously as strong of a roster as anybody. That's why they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl, though. So yep. that makes total sense. I mean, it's not the one. The one concern I have for OBJ is just again, it's the second ACL tear he had. He's had during the Super Bowl. Like, well, this this is more Bills. Oh, sorry. They were talking about Buffalo, not necessarily the Rams. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We're just talking Bills. Let let me throw this at you guys. Um, Josh Allen, his total touchdown passes, the over under. Is thirty five and a half. That's it. Yeah, doesn't it seem like? Huh. I mean, thirty five, thirty like thirty six touchdowns is a lot. But I mean, I know. But the way this league is and the way that he's progressing year to year, I mean, uh, I would say thirty eight would be on the probably on the low end. I would expect him. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he got up to fifty this year or close to it. I agree. I saw that number that went. That feels light, as crazy as it sounds. Unless, unless, and as I mentioned earlier, they don't have a, a great history of running the ball, then maybe they think that'll help them some. I mean, look, if they had any semblance of a running game against Kansas City, maybe they run some clock. Maybe they hold yeah. a lead, and it's not as big of a shootout as it was. Yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to go deeper on Buffalo. They might be one of those teams who, like, you you get close to the red zone and just push it in. Uh, on the ground, I was looking. Jared Allen. He, I mean, sorry, I keep doing that. Josh Allen. I keep screwing up his name like that. Um, Thirty-seven and twenty twenty. Thirty-six last year. So yeah, that's th- in line with what he's been doing. So yeah. you think he potentially could progress forward? So I know Gabriel Davis is uh, really emerged last year. Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, Davis broke I, out in that uh, that game against Kansas City in the playoffs. I know. He just has Gabe- these long threats. 
just yeah. threats you can like score from anywhere. Yeah, and I I like Crowder. I think Crowder is a really good slot guy. He is. He always so has been. I, I was kind of shocked. Did you see this? So take a guess. What do you think? I'll, I'll ask you first, Fig. What do you think Josh Allen's total rushing touchdowns are? Is Seven. <laughs> oh, spot on. Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half. That's, he can move. That's heavy, by that. man. I'm not surprised by that. Would you go over or under, Chris? Ooh. Yeah. On six and a half rushing touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that's going to go over. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant because it, it feels, it feels like a lot, but man, like I'm seeing he, okay. Like actually, no, I, I'm, I'm confident going over now because I'm looking at his touchdowns. He's had rushing in the past. He had six last year. That was his lowest eight, nine and eight. 2020, 2019, 2018. Yeah, he yeah. can move. You know, He's, I mean he, that that obviously slows down the more you're in the league. But I think I think if you're selling me six and a half, I feel like that's an easy over. Yeah. Well, also the more he becomes refined as a passer, which he obviously is, he doesn't improved have- by leaps and bounds the last two seasons. So he kind of had to run more at the beginning because he wasn't as proficient in the pocket. Yeah. Now he doesn't have to lean on it as much. Right. So that could take away from an Anthony. So from that standpoint. I know I guessed right at seven. I probably will take the under on that. I could okay. see him probably, you know, settling closer to five. But that Let- said, I mean, that said, though, like some of the other numbers he's had as far as rushing, like he, he went up last year in yards versus all those past years. So he was yeah. he was still yeah. rushing more. It's just they w- wasn't it wasn't for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let me throw this at you guys. The who is number two? Who do you think, Figgy, was ranked second on this list of the best rosters on paper? This is the on-paper kind of deal. Who do you think is second? Just going off of talent accumulated on the roster, I would go with, I'll say the Chargers. Very, very close. The Chargers are three. Okay. My, my second guess would have been the Rams. No. Okay. Chris, we're taking a shot. Um, hmm, I, I feel like it's a- AFC West. I'm just trying to bait. Well, actually, no, 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 no. I think I've got the answer. I, I, I would, I will disagree with it. But I think since I was having this conversation about this team with Ricky off air, is it the Colts? Incorrect. Nope. It's Tampa. And I, really, I, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm shocked. I agree with you guys. I. I would have guessed the Chargers, too, um, because I think they're just loaded. Yeah, look at what they had, and then look at what they added. You yeah. got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Exactly. And I, I, I would have added, I would have said the Rams, too. But they go Tampa, and right now they, their little nugget is the biggest weakness. You have to poke around to find any weakness on the roster the Bucks have uh, lost a little veteran depth at a couple of spots, but he was. They're like their their front is great. There, there, there's no uh, looking at looking at this thing. No weaknesses. Now I don't know about that. Let me just throw that. Throw the roster at you on offense. Obviously Brady and Fournette, and then you got your mainstays. Evans and Godwin. Yeah, getting Godwin back was big. 
You know, that was a huge, a completely huge deal. Yeah. Now, you do have to wonder about tight end. Are yeah, you gonna, losing, I mean, you losing know. Gronk is, I, I know that he, he wasn't the Gronk of past years, but he still got targeted like almost 90 times last year. Like he was still the guy that Tom Brady looked to as just a safety valve that he had, you know, Gronk there. I, I listen. I agree. I and I thought he actually, I thought he had a good. I thought he had a really good year. He did. You know, you know remember the first when he came back, he was a little rusty. But mm-hmm. then, you know, last year he was he was right there. Uh, Russell Gage is their slot receiver. They still have Tyler Johnson who gives you some speed. Their offensive line is very very good. Very good. I give him that. You know, which which I think is the is the one of the biggest thing. Um, Rashad White, the, their, uh, the rookie, is the running back is the running back behind Fournette, and uh, Cameron Brait is the tight end along with that Cade Oaten, the uh, the the rookie tight end. So I, I don't know. I mean, Cameron, the, the tight end spot. We'll see if Otten is is how good he is. But Cameron Bray's quality, I mean, good He's blocker. Solid. Yeah, Cameron Bray, I think, is like is a two. He's pretty much a two tight end most of his career. Exactly. Now, and look, the, you, you can say, okay, if you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's back healthy, you got Fournette, I mean, maybe you have enough offensive weapons and maybe Bray, someone like Bray can fill in. I'm not saying he's going to be Gronk, but could be more than admirable simply because teams don't have to key in on him or are yeah. not going to key in on him. So. I think one of the things you look at their defense, their defense, their defense is spectacular. Is is just ridiculous, right? Yeah. And and this is where you got to go. I you, they're definitely top five because you got Golston, Vita Vea, Hicks, Devin who, White, Levante David. I mean, Shaq Barrett, right? Winfield, I mean, Winfield is defensive player of the year, quality talent already. I mean, you know, Murphy Bunting is good. Jamel Dean. I mean, they just, my God, they're yeah. just terrific. I have a few questions about their, you know, about them defensively. I, yeah, I agree. And plus, here's the other thing: you're playing in the in the in the much weaker conference, right? Right. In a I mean, fairly that, weak division, a weak conference with. with a a division that's yeah, you just don't know what. Uh, the only real competition is probably. And maybe we haven't talked about Baker Mayfield yet, and the impact he'll have with Carolina uh, is is New Orleans potentially. Yeah, you know, because I think they're. I don't know where they rank, but I'm, I'm. I feel I have not seen these rankings. I knew the story, but I didn't see the rankings. That New Orleans, from a roster talent standpoint, should be in the top eight at least. Well, we'll get there. Um, let me ask you guys real quick: Tom Brady, total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, thirty-five and a half. Fig over under. That half means I can't push. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take the under, but not significantly under. And I know we threw forty three last year, um, but Father Time's got to catch up to him eventually, right? I, you keep thinking, right? You yeah. keep thinking, Chris. Where are you going? I like the I like the room on the un, on the over. I'm uh, excuse me the on the over. Uh, just because, just because, yeah. As it was like forty three, forty, I, I, I think he's going to take a step back this year, but not to the point that I think it's like those weapons still are very good. I, I know I'm, 
I think in general, it's going to be tough losing Gronkowski, but he still has Fournette. He still has the receivers and the outside. So I think it's it's going to not look like the Tom Brady we're used to, but it's still like, I, I, I mean, 37, 38 in my realm of re- reality. So I'm, I'm good there. There's also a right. bias on my part. I don't want him to throw 43 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you guys. All right. We'll come up. The Chargers are on the clock. We'll examine the, the Chargers coming up next with the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fellas, going through the roster, geeking out. (laughs) On this this, uh, pace we're going now, Fig, it might take us until... uh, tomorrow to finish the league but you know i think it's good to go to be thorough you know what i'm saying (laughs) 61 days (laughs) i love it rick you're on the countdown baby i'm 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 jonesing in a bad way right now i've got so we have this thing for pride detroit called discord server and i've got you know we've got some international guys who follow the detroit lions and one of them keeps posting like videos and a stream for me to watch for the what they have over there is the European League of Football now. It's American football being played by some European teams, including some who have like borrowed those old NFL Europe names. Like there's a Barcelona Dragons. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're they're still so around the Clone Centurions. There? Yeah, they've they've been growing this for a while. It's kind of a it's it's an interesting new kitchen kind of the ecosystem of where where are the franchises. They're they're all over. So I know there's some in like Turkey and uh, Bar- uh, Ger- a lot of teams in Germany. Some in some in Spain. Uh, I'd have to go see where all of them are. But my uh-huh. point is that 
I, I, I'm getting really close to watching one of the games. I don't usually stoop down is it for springtime. What is it? A spring summer league? I think it's 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 summer. They're playing right now, so okay. it's. But my point is that I'm. Uh, I don't think I can keep waiting for football too much longer. I know. I've started. I started to wonder, do I rock CFL? I is that's that's the thing is that in years past I have tried watching Canadian Football League. It's always a good idea in the first couple of weeks, and I always get mocked by my other friends for it. It's like, why are you watching no, listen, this crappy I can, football? I can I'm like, dive I, I can't into help CFL too in the summertime, man. I'm not, I can't front. I, you know, <laughs> CFL. I I'm down. You're down Let's for be, three down football. You know, what I'm going to do? You love it. Um, let's take a look at the Chargers, boys. So you got Herbert. Look at this, man. This roster is just ridiculous. Herbert, who showed you last year that he is an elite talent. I still go back to that game. It was what a game against the Raiders for the last spot in the playoffs. That other than uh, other than the Chiefs Bills, that to me was the second best game of the season. Easily the way right? they finished. I mean, oh my God! Basically, Justin Herbert helping the Chargers, you know, try to snatch victory out from the jaws of defeat a couple of times. Throwing that touchdown at the end of regulation is amazing. They didn't lose that game because of him. We know that. How about the fourth and ten that he converts earlier? Yeah, he had a fourth and ten. He had a fourth and fifteen, and I think he had a fourth and twenty something. Oof! It was ridiculous. I mean, it was unbelievable. So look at this roster. They're ranked third in all of football, according to the ESPN list. So uh, Herbert, uh, of course, Austin Eckler. They had uh, Isaiah Spiller, which I thought was a really good, it's a really, really good, good pickup. Yeah, right. I, I thought that too. They have a, a very good offensive line to go with uh, mainstays Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and then you got Palmer, you got Guyton still there. Gerald Everett, uh, I thought, was a big signing at tight end. He's a I playmaker. I thought so, too. Parham is pretty good. I mean, that's a, that's a, an offense with a lot with not a lot of holes in it. Yeah, you know, their, their issue was, if they were to have one over the last couple of years, would have been offensive line, but they've invested. They got Corey Lindsley from Green Bay. They drafted Rashawn Slater last year. Zion Johnson this, this past draft, like, they're – they have invested resources, first-round resources, into improving their offensive line. So what was a weakness three years ago is likely a strength at this point. And <laughs> then you look at this, their defense. So you're going to add Khalil Mack to this, to Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack and Derwin James, I I just go, wow. And Asante Samuel, when he was healthy, he was banged up a bit last year, but was every bit as good as his dad last year, the way that he played. I know. And J.C. I mean, Jackson, an all-pro. I mean. Wow. Like, that team is ridiculous. Stopping, uh, stopping the run was an issue for them last year, but then they go and sign Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams, who's a really good run stuffer. So they, they, again, they use, I know Brandon Staley is a defensive guy and the defense struggled last year, but they went out and spent money, something that Dean Spanos in the past was not really willing to do, and, and brought in some big-name guys to, to, to really shore up the, the one really major weakness that they had. So they are, and there's a lot of love when it comes to the Chargers, 
the Chargers are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Pretty I, good. I like those odds. Right? I They're not bad. It. Not at all. 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Their uh, team totals. Let me just go here. Because I, I see the problem is when you look at that division, which you play. You know, I mean, that division is just nasty, right? Right. Their win total is 10. Yeah, that's difficult. That's the, the, rough. The crazy part is, like, so if you if you and juxtapose that with the win total of every other team in that division, that's the thing for me. Because at last check, I believe the Raiders were at nine and a half. That was maybe about three and a half weeks to a month ago. I don't know if it's changed or not. But, I mean, consensus, not that the Raiders are a bad team, the consensus is they're the worst I'm doing air quotes, worst team in the division. And if their over-under is, is hovering around eight and a half, nine and a half, I mean, that's – everybody's not going to win yeah, eight, nine games. Eight and no. a half. Yeah, you know. It's kind of like when we said, like, everyone from the NFC West last year was going to the playoffs when we knew. It's like, yeah, that can't – like Right, I mean, mathematically, you, can't, yeah. you, you know, it just can't I mean, happen. With, can look, I, with the extra playoff team, I guess it could, but it's highly unlikely. It's very unlikely. Can I Can I ask this? Because, like, I – they, I just, I just want to make this is to to a point I'm trying to make. They have the best pass rush in that division, correct? Oh, the Chargers, you mean? Yes, absolutely. Because I was, I, I was I, thinking about this. Like, well, look, you have Crosby and Chandler Jones, but you can argue that Chandler mm. Jones has lost a bit of a step. He got off to a, he had that what five sacks on opening day, yeah, yeah. and then didn't have another sack until like week nine or something. Well, yeah, I'm just so. wondering it as far as their chances in that division because. I feel like your division kind of molds you in the NFL. Like every every team in the NFC North, for example, usually features a pretty good run defense because a lot of teams, even the Packers, run the, run the ball a lot. They they lean on very strong run games, or at least they try to. So a lot of teams in the NFC North invest in run defense. And you look at the AFC West right now; every team has very good quarterback plays, and that's the only way to really negate that or keep up with that is either you've got to have your own quarterback for a shootout. Or you've got to have a really good, you know, pass rush. Well, look, I mean, Denver went out and got Randy Gregory. They get Bradley Chubb back healthy, so that's a good pass, you know, pass rush tandem too. Yeah, that's that's. I haven't even started thinking of Denver too much, to be honest. Yeah, no, we we, we, and they're we right will. there. I was just thinking I from know. from a pass rush standpoint and the yeah. way they're built. Because Chris brings up a good point. You talk about how great the quarterbacks are. Well, if you have great quarterbacks. You got to get somebody to come in there and disrupt them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you either need to disrupt them or you're going to have a weapon of your own so you can have a shootout like we had with, I mean, not in the vision, but like Buffalo's answer to Patrick Mahomes going off was, all right, well, we're just going to throw Josh Allen at you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, you know, Chris Jones is a pretty nasty player in absolutely. Kansas City and Frank Clark and. Yeah, Frank Clark when he's going, absolutely. They, they you know, they get the kid uh, from Purdue. Um, Carlaftis. Uh, oh yeah, George guy. Carlaftis. Yeah, he was kind of considered a good, really good edge guy. So, yeah, probably the third best you know. after Thibodeau and uh, Hutchinson in that draft. And then you got you know, and Spags is a guy that you know is going to pressure you. So mm-hmm. that division is just is just wicked. 
So I'll tell you what, Fig, hit us with some trending, and then we'll take care of the Rams. All right. Well, we had a couple of walk-offs in uh, West Coast baseball on Friday. Eugenio Suarez, a three-run home run in the 11th inning, leading Seattle to a 5-2 to two victory over Toronto. Will Smith with an RBI single to lead the Dodgers to a 4-3 to 10-inning victory over the Cubs. That's five straight wins for the Dodgers. Manny Machado beating out Nolan Arenado as the starting third baseman for the National League in the All-Star game. And Machado will proceed to hit a three-run home run to lead the Padres to a 6-3 win over the Giants. Shoei Otani and Mike Trout both named All-Star starters. Both hit home runs on Friday, and it didn't matter. Baltimore still lost to Baltimore by the score of 5-4. I, I mean, that Angels team is is so mystifying. It's uh, it's sad. Was the, was the word? Yeah, just as a someone, horrible bullpen. As too, someone I mean. who watches them on a, on a, on a mostly day-to-day basis, it's, uh, it's really sad. Would they ever move Trout? I don't think so. Now, the, a story came out earlier this week, and they actually asked Mike Trout because there was a rumor that he might ask for a trade. And so the reporters asked him, will you request a trade? And he said, no. He loves the organization. He says they've had some tough breaks, but he's he feels the front office is committed to winning. They just haven't done it yet. So, look, he says that now. Four or five years from now, we'll see as he starts creeping up towards the back nine. But he strikes me as a guy that's pretty loyal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if if they did trade him. It might be one of those, you know, when uh, when Kevin McHale traded Kevin Garnett. I'm doing this right. for you sort right. of thing. You're right, never right, going right. to ask for it. But for, for your sake, I'm going to trade you away. The interesting thing is what Otani does, because he's going to be up after next season, I believe, is when he's a free agent. And whether or not he decides to resign with the Angels. Yeah. But if you're the Angels, you've got to make sure you just can't lose them. True. Uh, like then, you got to give him whatever he wants. Yeah, I agree. You try. You know, look, you're already paying Mike Trout four hundred million dollars. I don't know what Otani's going to look for if he's putting up Cy Young type numbers and MVP type numbers. I mean, I mean, it's Babe Ruth. What's he worth on the open I mean, market? I mean, right? You're talking over half a billion dollars. You know, the way things are trending. At you know, look, of Aaron Judge. What did Aaron Judge turn down? Three hundred million dollars uh-huh. or something like that? Because he's probably looking for four upwards of four thirty, four fifty. I know. I and so know. now you have someone like Otani, who's probably not having the best offensive season this year, but we know what he's capable of doing. Looking back to last year, and he's just as dominant on the mound. I mean, like what? What do you even offer a guy who's both an amazing hitter and also a there's like I know. Ace or I mean, a number it, two guy? It's a new market. The market has never existed. I don't know. No. I honestly don't know. No, and it's if, incredible. And if you're the Angels, can you afford to do that? I know they're the L.A. market, but they don't necessarily sell out every single game. You know, they haven't been competitive for the better part of a decade at this point. You know, you look at it as like, are we better off spreading out our resources elsewhere, or do we just lock up two great individual players while knowing that on a day-in, day-out basis, our team as a whole is just not very competitive? I know it's it, and it's, here's the problem. Like if you're an Angels fan, which I am, right? Like how could you not? How could you look past Otani? Like that would be such a such a terrible loss. But at it, the same time, isn't isn't the patience wearing thin on yes the Angels right now? It's like all right, you guys have shown all this prominence and talent year in and year out, and this team just cannot get out of its own way. I feel like as a fan, you kind of want. Your guys, I, I I don't know. I had this as a Tigers fan thinking about this with Scherzer and Verlander when the Tigers had those great pitchers. And it's like after a point, it's like 
this team isn't going anywhere. You kind of just want to see those guys succeed. Yes, too. I was like, you. that's exactly what I was going to say, Chris. At a certain point, you feel bad for the superstars. Like Mike Trout has been, you know, just a, a statesman, a great guy for the organization, phenomenal player, face of baseball, all of that, and it, he has nothing to show for it. I would love for Mike Trout to have the opportunity to actually be on a winning team, have meaningful at-bats, play in the postseason where people are actually able to watch him play. I feel bad for him. So if the Angels were to trade him, hopefully it'd be to a place where he can actually contend and be able to make the playoffs and contend for a championship. As a fan of the team, I would not necessarily mind them trading him away if it meant that he could win because I just appreciate him as a player and want to see him be able to perform on a big stage. Yeah, and you know what the salve is to that too is like I, I'm sure you as an Angels fan have got to know like deep in your heart when Mike Trout does go to Cooperstown, it will be a bust with an angel or a, 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 a picture of him with an Angels hat on. Right. So at least you have that in in your in your comfort there. Definitely. Except, I, you know, I mean that's great, but you know that doesn't get you to, to a parade. Well, you know, you having Mike, Mike Trout the last ten years hasn't either. So, yeah, that's you know. it's not it's just not working. No, I right. know, but I mean, like it's like you know, Cooperstown's great that he's going in as an angel, but if you don't you don't win, I I don't know. I I, I they, they mystify me, man. I, is it partly too that their system is just can't can't develop a pitcher? Yes. Look, they they had what nineteen draft picks this past draft, not this past draft last July or last June, whatever it was. Every draft pick was a pitcher. This is what the, uh, Perry Manazian, their brand-new general manager, knowing that pitching was an issue. And look, two of those guys that they drafted just last year have already been called up and have already had major league innings. One guy, Chase Stillseth, just pitched, uh, pitched on Thursday. Yeah. Like, that tells you just how – He actually has got some decent stuff. He does, but he's not ready. Nah, he's not ready yeah, yet. Nah, I saw You're not going to – few guys are ready after being in a, in a minor league system for just a few nah. months. And so, yes, not being able to develop pitchers has been the biggest issue. They've been trying to do these reclamation projects for seven, eight years, and it just hasn't worked. And the guys they have had in their system just either haven't stayed healthy. If you look like a guy like Garrett Richards, who, who had multiple yeah. injuries and then had to leave the organization, or guys just have been ineffective or inconsistent. Who was the guy, who was the pitcher they put all that money into? He was a bust. Uh, well, there's a couple. He came from I mean, the Texas. From oh, C.J. Wilson. That was the same offseason that they signed Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols. Money well spent, right? Lord. Oh, that's hard. Josh Hamilton relapsed, I think, about maybe two-thirds into the season. Oh, that's terrible. They had to cut him loose, and C.J. Wilson had injury issues and was never the same pitcher he was with uh, with the the Rangers. Yeah. And Albert Pujols had, you know, got off to a great start the first two years, but you knew they signed him to a 10-year contract when he was like 32. So there was diminishing returns the day you signed him. So they just have so, not inv- – Artie Moreno, the owner, has always been willing to spend. I just don't know if he's always spent smartly. He's always been yeah. cranky for a year. Yeah. Well, they yeah. traded for Granky at the deadline, and they weren't able to meet his price point. That's when Granky signed with the Dodgers. Um, I didn't, be- I didn't belay- uh, give them issues for that. They were trying to make the playoffs. They missed it. But they always try, but they just they, – they, they hit on the wrong – you look at the Dodgers across town, and it seems like everything they do works – you right. look at guys like you know Tony Gonsolin's undefeated. Tyler Anderson's been amazing. Was amazing again on Friday. Everything they do turns to gold. <laughs> it seems like the exact opposite happens to the Angels. Why am so, I thinking of Unbreakable? Why am I thinking of the movie Unbreakable? Bruce Willis. That, that yeah, the Dodgers are Bruce Willis and uh, the and Angels are Mr. Glass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that's probably oh, that's, that's a good fantastic. analogy. That's, that's a, a good great analogy. analogy. 
Wow, that's a great analogy. All right, real quick, let's do the Rams because you look at their offense. I, I, I don't, you, I can't find a better offense. It's really than hard. Having, I mean, look, you know, you got Cup, who's the best receiver in football, who's you can't stick. Allen Robinson, whose PFF grade is sixty six. I think he's way better than that. That's I think I, I don't know where that where that grade comes from. That's terrible. I, I disagree with that. When you you, you got no quarterback. Yeah, Allen Robinson, this, are you kidding me? This is going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Exactly. And he's had productive this, years. He's had 1,000-yard yes. seasons in the past. This just seems like it's a continuation of just everyone not knowing what to do with Matthew Stafford. Just I, I don't know. Well, t- like I just not don't, treating him I mean, like if he didn't the, show that he was a big time player last year. I don't know what else. Yeah, you yeah, like, Allen Robinson maybe deserves a lot more credit. What I agree. Hell? I don't care. I, you know? I I just saw like Football Outsiders people, other people these past week, including some PFF people, still doubting what Stafford can do. And it's like, look, he's going to transform, and Allen Rob- he's going to have a connection with Allen Robinson and. Cooper Cup and all these guys, they are going to be great yeah, because yeah, they have this I guy. Know. And I love Van Jefferson. Yeah, I'm a Van, Van Jefferson is a good fan. young player. Yeah. They're, look, yeah. they're going to get Tyler Higby was injured for the Super Bowl, yes. didn't even play. Cam Akers was pretty much out the entire season. Yes. He's going to be back for them along with Daryl Henderson. Like, there's just, there's not a lot of holes uh, on the team. So, you know, yes, uh, you know, they, they lose uh, uh, Whitworth off the offensive line. Uh, but they feel fairly confident that they were able to improve on from internally and be just fine there. So, uh, if I guess if there is a question, maybe it's on the offensive line. Uh, but even then, I don't know if necessarily see it as an overall weakness. It's probably just the the biggest question mark on the offensive unit right now. And on defense, you had Bo- you had Bobby Wagner to the second level mm-hmm. behind Floyd and Donald. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me with? I know Super Bowl hangover is real, but, man, man. I don't know how you just don't pencil them in right now. I know. I hear you. I mean, they've gotten better. The two behemoths in the – it's amazing because the NFC is two teams. Two monster teams, but it's two teams. That's pretty much it. You're right. So they have pretty much an easy role to make it back to the playoffs, and if you have that, then you have a a nice trail to get back into the Super Bowl. So. All right, surprising team they have is five. I don't, I don't th- say it, but we'll examine it. We'll tell you who it is coming up next. Where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fellas, so you guys, I don't think you'd guess who. This ESPN list of uh, the top rosters in the league, I don't think you guys could guess it because I certainly missed it. All right? I would disagree with this team, but I missed it. Fig, who do you think is fifth on this uh, best teams on paper? Wow. It's that ridiculous, huh? Um, I don't know if it's ridiculous, but I think there are other teams better. San Francisco? Nope. Let me say I, you're in the right. Uh, you're in the right church. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. You're in the right church, conference church. <laughs> it, I, Wrong I, pew. If the I, pew is division, is it Green Bay? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I, think, I don't see this a, lo- a well, little bit. Man. I, to, to play devil's advocate on there, I do think the the departure of Devon of Devonte Adams. Is it's big, but it's not a complete. It's it's not a complete meltdown of it. And 
I feel like that they have like they've run the ball quite well in the past few years. And not only do they have Aaron Jones, but like AJ Dillon has very quietly become one of the premier running backs in this in this conference, if not just the entire league. I do think they have one of the better offensive lines, at least in the NFC. They have one of the yeah, they have one of the best offensive lines up there too. So that in, in that operates I mean, I think and helps. It's good. Them, but, I, I mean, I you know, I'll, Eagles are as good as they are. I'm not arguing against the Eagles either, but I'm just if I'm just, I'm, no, if I'm just, I'm just going know, unit I'm looking, by unit. Um, no, you're, no, you're right, I, and I'm just I guess I'm just pointing out that. You know, it's a good it's a good line, but is that enough? No, but Rogers that's why you have Aaron Rodgers. Line, that's why you have know? Aaron Rodgers and you have Aaron Jones and you have AJ Dillon. Well, that's also one side of the ball. I mean, I think Kenny Clark's a good player. Preston Smith, when healthy, is a good player. Uh, like Rashawn Gary's a good player. So they have some good players on defense too. Jair Alexander, when he's on, when he's healthy, is an impact player. So I I wouldn't put it past. So they're number five, probably a little bit higher than I would put them, but I, I certainly think they're probably in the top ten. It, that doesn't surprise me, top eight to ten. So five is probably a little higher yeah, I than guess I would guess. I just I look at their I look at that team and I go, I'm not really impressed. I, I you know Sammy Watkins yeah, well, and Lazard and Randall Cobb. The sexy position of receiver? No, you're 100 percent right. Yes, I will. Say, I will say that's probably their weakness. When, when, you other your, when, when your greatest strength is Rodgers. Correct. And look, there's and now the problem is if Rodgers was you know 28 instead of you know whatever he is 39, uh, maybe it's a little bit different. I think a great quarterback can make the receivers, but I think there's, he's less and less able to do that the older that he gets. That's why Tom Brady needs all the weapons around him in Tampa. To be effective at this point, but if you look at if you look at the efficiency numbers, you look at the actual stats. Like again, you would think because they have Rodgers as a pass heavy offense, it's not. It's incredibly balanced, and it's even leaning towards the run. That's been the, kind of the secret to Green Bay. That like they, I, they, I they agree. are a I'm run not, heavy I, team. They are. I, I listen. I'm not arguing that. I, I listen. I agree. But to, to become to be a great running team, you have to have great balance and. You know, you have to make sure that teams aren't going to just stack a box, stack a box on you. Well, I mean, that's why you have Rogers because, like, if you okay, do well, try to stack again, the box, Rogers, Rogers need, makes you okay. pay. Yeah, he does with who? Randall Cobb. Well, I will say, Robert it's, Tunyon's it's, really good. It's not a big sample size, right. but Aaron Rodgers' numbers uh, with the Packers are actually better without Devontae Adams than with him. But like I said, it is a small sample size. But he's shown they can be effective without Adams in the lineup. It's interesting. All right, we'll discuss where the fellas. Big hour coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. in the West. A good Saturday morning to you, fellas. Over some coffee, getting ready to ring in July in earnest, and pretty soon training camp is up upon us. And the next thing you know, it's college football, oh, and then the NFL. Ricky, what's the uh, countdown, Rick? Ricky has the countdown. Sixty-one days. Sixty-one days until the start of the NFL season. <gasps> Oh, my. Oh, my. We're getting there. We're getting close. Not to wish away the summer because people get mad when I do that. But uh, Figgy's back with us uh, off his incredible honeymoon. It's great to have you back today. We've been enjoying uh, you coming back home. It's great to be uh, back. Figgy, you were in Italy for your honeymoon. What was the best meal you had? Ooh. Probably uh, the wild boar pasta uh, was amazing. Oh, and I had no, that at a couple of different places. I love boar. You can find there's a, a for certain select stores uh, that you can find that usually health food stores, and it's pretty expensive. Uh, but it seems pretty ubiquitous out there. Pretty much everywhere we went had it on the menu, uh, and it was spectacular. Um, uh, my my wife, I you know usually she sneaks onto my plate. I did find myself doing it to her a lot on this trip <laughs> and we did it you know for each other. Uh, but she ordered lasagna. I talked about how the pizza was so different. The lasagna out there is even different compared to the lasagna that you get in the states, and it's even more amazing. I mean, the, what did you what did you get? What kind of lasagna did you get? Uh, it was fairly standard. I don't know exactly what the what the meat was. I think it was beef. I believe I'm pretty sure it was beef, but uh, just the cheese that they used, and the, it looked different. It tasted different. Yeah. Uh, it's just a completely yeah. It's different not vibe. Stouffer's. No due respect no, it to is the not. Stouffer's. <laughs> you know what I mean? One thing I couldn't get with. Uh, the Aperol spritz that everyone loves to drink out there. Yeah, I you didn't rock the, the no. Spritz? But she told me said you have to try it. She'd been bef- she'd been before. I had uh-huh. not. So she said everybody out here drinks the Aperol spritz. You have to try it, and I, I did. And I almost you know hurled my guts on the floor. So yeah, it's, it's not bad going down, but that aftertaste is not is not. I had to chase it with some limoncello. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it. My wife likes it. I, I like the limoncello. She, uh, she likes the spritz. Limoncello no, no, no. is so good. Limoncello is good. Just uh, yes. You got to drink it, sip it slowly. Even if it, they serve it to you kind of like a shot. Right. It's not a, you don't want to actually drink it like a shot because it is very no. potent. No, I, you're exactly right. 
But yeah, they love the, the spritz is the prosecco with the aperol. Yeah, and a, a little orange. They, you know, I, I'm with you. I like more of a. Co- I'm a cocktail man. Yeah, but the wine is ridiculous. Oh, the wines were amazing. Got some Brunello in the mix. Just and, uh, and not because you're at the source, so it's correct. not expensive. Not at all. Not at all. And it's you know, so ah, it's great. Yeah, Sounds like Chianti, we had a Chianti tour, which was amazing. Oh, did you really? We did. Wow. Yeah. What was your favorite region? Oh man. Um, well, just from a from a beauty standpoint, the drive down from Rome, we drove all the way from Rome down to the Amalfi Coast uh, to Positano, and then back up to Pompeii. So Positano was beautiful. I have to say that the the Cinque Terre, and we did a boat tour, uh, basically from from uh, one edge all the way to the other. Uh, just beautiful, absolutely mm. beautiful and immaculate. How the the towns are built into the cliffside, uh, just remarkable. Uh, remarkable how they were able to do that. So I would just say the 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 architecture and the, and just the way that the cities were built and structured uh, on both coasts. You know, down to the, in the Amalfi Coast and also yeah. up to in Chicatera was just was was actually just beautiful to see. That was that di- the Disney. Uh, my kids love it. The Disney movie Luca. Yes, Luca. That's right. Yes, it was there. Yes, you know about these two kids that go from fish to people. Mm-hmm. Which is a good, good stories. But uh, I'm glad you're back, and uh, we're doing all of our sports stuff. And you know, I got to ask you because the big news last week was the college football, and you know, I, I was uh, razzing my man over there, Psycho Chris. Oh, he told me. I got to bring it up to you, brother. <laughs> he told me. The death of the Pac-12. I, I almost, you know, feel sorry for you. Like a pity almost, like oh poor. I Pac-12. do, like oh man. I, I mean, you know, Look, the Pac-12 is going to die. They have no one to blame but themselves. You know, we talked about that TV, that 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 Pac-12 network. I I told you because, Piggy, you can back me up with this. Where have you have you been able to get the Pac-12 network I've, here in Los Angeles? I've never once had the Pac-12 network. I never insane. once. You know how many games I miss? I have missed over the years. You know, and because that that Pac-12 network, that's not like a Big Ten network where fo- where they've sold the rights to Fox or SEC Network and ESPN. They run that themselves. Yeah, and, they, and people they told that them money themselves. People told them that it was a mistake from day one. And Larry Scott kept saying like, "Oh, just check with us in five years. Check with us in eight years. Check with us in ten years." Well, ten years, he's out of a job, and the Pac-12, to your point, cuz might be uh, might be done. Because it seems they, like everyone's running for the exits. Like at this point, if Oregon and Washington leave, and then I think the rumors are, where are we looking at? Colorado, the Arizona schools, and Utah going to the, Big, about 12. the Big Twelve. That leaves four schools. That leaves Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. And Cal and Stanford are like I guess we consider the heart of the Pac-12 itself at this point. At this point, sure. Yeah. With SC and UCLA now gone, I mean they're only if they wanted to stay afloat at that point, you're basically just raiding a bunch of Mountain West schools. And Cal and Stanford for for their for what they are, like I'm sure they they don't they're not schools that I think want part of this NIL life. They are far far more their presidents and everything would be far more about like they'll, they'll cling to the athletics over trying to chase the the dollars, Absolutely. even if it hurts them. Well, so what happens now, if you're the, again, we talked about this before, um, the Big Ten, and you know they're going to expand further, right? So, you know, what I know they're, you know, courting Notre Dame, and Notre Dame just is, sits back and waits and waits and waits and see which is, is the best offer. But at some point, I got to believe since the SEC will raid the ACC yep. and take Clemson, Florida State, Miami – 
I mean, doesn't at some point the Big Ten take Oregon and and Washington? The only reason they may not is because there's no advantage to them. Like, geographically speaking, it's not like Eugene, Oregon is a big market. Seattle is a big-ish market, but, I mean, it doesn't really move the needle for you. And now you're, you just added SC and UCLA. Now you're talking about dividing the pie even more so with bringing in assets that really aren't assets. Yeah, so, it just kind of repeats what we've done already. Yeah, so there's no – you understood why UCLA and USC would be a big draw for the conference and vice versa. That's mutually beneficial. I don't know what the benefit is for the conference as a whole for the Big Ten to bring in Washington and Oregon. Mm. It doesn't help them. And you, you, have, get, you have to give more get, money, more of the share to two more teams. Yeah. It's terrible. It sucks because Oregon has obviously been, you know, one of the most like, programs in college football. Get, I mean, you know, it's the Nike program, right? Like, how is. does that, how does that, how are they on the outside? Because the problem is, is that once these conferences are finalized, you know, it's a two-conference playoff. Essentially. See, like I, I was saying to Chris, and I was like uh, in my glory last week talking about the SEC and the, and the Big Ten as the AFC and the NFC. Right. And you, and you basically have your playoffs within the AFC and the NFC, and then your champion is the winner of the two conferences. And, and nobody else matters, right? Like whatever teams are in – the leftover ACC, American, Big 12, you know, uh, none of that stuff. And then the, the Western schools, they're all. So are they just playing their own little I mean, minor that's, playoff? That's pretty like much the, bowl, yeah. bowl seasons back for those schools probably. Like just all the bowl well, you games. Could incorporate, you could incorporate the bigger bowls within the, within the two monster conference playoffs, right? Like. So the you know the Rose Bowl acts as a playoff game. I also wonder how far that goes too. I mean, cause you have you can only have so many neutral site games, especially if you're expanding playoffs. I mean, at some point, don't you want to incentivize you teams? Campus, yeah, yeah, and it'd be because a lot of schools, even as good as they are, Miami, even in their best years, they didn't travel. Well, the only yeah. the, the only the only thing there is because this is college. Like, how many of those campuses are actually going to have? students on them in january and obviously for a playoff to be local like big 10 that that that's going to be rough and i'm sure like for, yeah, for them playing in january in big 10 country i don't think anyone wants to do that that's home field advantage for you though that's what you play it is. for if, you, it if is. you're if you're matched up with clemson in the first round i'd rather have them at the big house but when it's the snowing, SEC, uh, you know sure but the sec has also aggressively avoided playing anywhere north of the mason dixon line well if it's a playoff situation they can't control it yeah it's well i mean hands. why would they give up that control though well, I mean, are, are we are we are we doing a playoff where there's a lot of money in a pot for you to be able to compete for and win? I think that's a big question. I think it just comes down to the SEC and the Big Ten arrange like some giant bowl game between them at the end of the day. Like, I, I think well, there's got to be we, playoffs. Yeah, it has there to be has some, to be some sort of playoff sort, system. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be a system. I mean, it can't be just and if you're involving all of these teams, you're gonna have to travel. Yeah, I, I, you can't I stay in your in your own little, you know. Thousand mile radius bubble. Yeah, I don't. Why would you want to? You, well, yeah, that money on the table. ESPN's going to go. All right. Well, here we go. Let's put together a, you know, a big time playoff system, and you know, maybe Fox has, you know, Big Ten and 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 SEC and ESPN and ABC as SEC. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think those it, two teams. You know, they have the big playoffs, and then they alternate for the Super Bowl of college football. 
I don't think it's going to be as neat as that at the onset. I think that we eventually get there. I think the way this goes, though, like you've you've got basically this arranged as two big individual products. You've got Fox and the Big Ten, and you've got ESPN with the SEC, and those are, I think, in in these final years of the college football playoff committee right now, and what we have of the poll system, like there's going to be some scuffling between them. I don't think the SEC and the Big Ten naturally immediately shake hands and say, yeah, we'll arrange a playoff between us. There, there's going to be some posturing to see who becomes the one singular big dog, which is what the SEC has always wanted. They don't want to share the stage of the Big Ten. I think eventually they'll be forced to because both them are front-running to become the super conferences, and at some point they will come yeah, to but the table. You're, you're, what, 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 are you, what are you trying to do? I don't, I don't understand that. For I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to I, – I'm not I'm – not, Making this myself, no, I'm not appointing myself. No, 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 I'm no, saying no, how this is no, no. I know. I no. I'm talking about if you're SC, if you're the SEC, at some point you you want to play outside of your conference because you do it now with the playoffs. Yeah, with the playoff, or they want BCS national championships at the Rose Bowl. Like it's not right. like they. Yeah, generally during the regular season, they've shown an aversion to travel out west or travel up north. But in a playoff situation, but also all the bowl games are down south too. Like they know that too. They know that the that the bowl playoffs some of are never them are. include New York or Detroit. I mean, they or come to Idaho Arizona Potato for the Fiesta Bowl. bowl. Like I mean, there's there's bowl games that are outside of the South. Sure, that but they're in. not gonna they're not gonna play in Minnesota. Is my point. They're not gonna play in Columbus. Hey, you know what? If the if the money's big enough, I guarantee you they will. If, if this if, is a three billion dollar TV contract that they're roped into, oh, that's what yeah, like, I, like see, I agree with Vic. Like Chris, you're gonna have TV money come in and go. This is what we're doing, and you know you're going to make a, uh, you're going to generate all kinds of revenues for your school. So if it, if it plays it. out that way, like again, you've got you've got a lot of these bowl committees that are going to want these games. To your point earlier, because there's going to be a lot of bowl committees that are going to want these playoff games in their bowls, and all those bowls are down south or out west. They're not up. They're they're not with the. They're going to be fighting against the home field. I consideration mean, there's well. also new bowls that show up every other year. I mean, why can't MetLife in New York host a bowl game? You right. know, what, you know, that's it's not like it's impossible for that to happen. No, I mean we we've had them, but again, like the 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 trend has always been down south because it comes from the DNA of the bowl system, which is it is winter time and people from the Midwest want to get out of the winter. Well, I guess yeah, my I, point is that I and I understand that, and you're right, but the 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 trend is changing. You know, so. If you if ten years ago, would anybody have thought that SC and UCLA would be in the Big Ten? Sure, I'm just saying like realignment's one thing to to completely change how we're doing the playoffs right now. That that requires a new power structure, a new power broker to look to the SEC and say, all right, you are going to play games in the North in January. And don't you feel that that might? I mean, we're getting we're inching closer and closer. The NCAA as an entity is becoming irrelevant. And I think in the next couple of years, they'll have no say-so. They already have no say-so over the sure, playoff as to, it is. I'm just trying right. to see who that is because it's not the play the CFP committee right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be in its current entity in its current form, but you have to think that, I mean, eventually that's what we're leaning towards. It might not happen next year, four years from now, even seven years from now, but eventually that's what it's going to turn into. Yeah, I just think it has to be some handshake that – gets done between the SEC and the Big Ten to get something like that. Yeah, I just think yeah. that's TV, man. Yeah, the handshake, is the, the handshake is the handshake is a giant stack of cash. We, we are talking about basically – what we're talking about is basically a merger to the to the likes of AFL playing NFL back in the yes. 60s. That's exactly, exactly what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, and that's 100%. why I keep going back to the AFC-NFC model. 
But you're gonna you're gonna wind up. That's how it's going to wind up being. And you know, you talked about the Pac-12, you know, potentially dying. They're only saving Salvo is if they are able to keep Oregon, Washington, those other schools don't leave the Big Twelve. They get themselves. I know there was a report this week about the potential of some sort of joint venture between themselves and the ACC on a TV network or something like. Uh, the potential of having Gonzaga join basketball only and maybe San Diego State joins football only, that would certainly help, especially from the basketball standpoint. That's kind of like the only saving grace they have, and that's why they're hastening yeah, to try to get a, uh, a TV contract now because they, they feel themselves hemorrhaging. I saw something about an alliance between the ACC and the Pac-12, yes. kind of like we had an alliance between the Big Ten in the Pac-12, yeah, because, and that didn't, because they're like yeah. they're like these two, <laughs> there's like two these fledgling two, yeah. right nations, right? Yeah, so there's and like they look around them and they see the two great empires about the per about to attack them. Yeah, so and what I'm saying it is makes the sense. first the first alliance included one of those empires who very quickly realized they could raid one of the others and just immediately dissolve that alliance. Well, that alliance too was like, hey, we'll play some games against each other. We'll do this. This is yeah. actually like a network alliance. The ACC network as it exists would be a hybrid between the ACC and the Pac-12. So on top of playing each other in basketball games and crossover football matchups, you would just air Pac-12 games and ACC games on the same network, which geographically speaking, because at this point in time, you're literally just talking about I hate to say it, but kind of schools that are kind of on the periphery, your Oregon States and your directional schools, the teams that were kind of buoyed by the bigger programs in the Pac-12 and the ACC. Well, once those big programs leave and that's all you have left, at the very least, you can cater to the coastal, to the Oregons and the Washingtons and the fan bases there, you know, in the North Carolina, although North Carolina is probably going to go to the SEC too, and, and um, well, the smaller schools in the ACC. The, the one the one thing I will say because I think we just kind of oh, well first off to 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 the original point I was gonna say Vicky like that sounds great especially for ESPN who happens to have those ACC rights but on that point about will the SEC raid the ACC I think it's possible but I think there is one piece missing from that and it's that if you looked at how the last two like raids have gone Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC and USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, those were both aided by their networks. ESPN and Disney kind of pushed along Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC, a conference whose TV rights they own. Same with Fox with USC, UCLA to push them to the Big Ten. The ESPN happens to also own the ACC, though, so I don't like I could see the the SEC rating to get Clemson and North Carolina, but it won't be with that same TV network help that pushed it along because why would they? They already yeah, have. If the you're rights, in Miami and Clemson and in Florida State, you want to be part of the big dog. No, I'm, I, I, the, I, in, I, I scrap I mean, if, let's yeah. face it. I mean, it's like you know, that's a conference in the alley. Yeah, and if you're ESPN or CBS or whoever, you just want you want media rights for as many regions as you possibly can sure. get. So sure, while but, acknowledging that the big dogs are going to be the SEC that you have under your your pocket, you don't have the Big Ten. But if you can have the ACC Pac-12 alliance in your back pocket as well to fill in, look, you're not going to have UCLA and USC playing those you know 10:30 p.m. Eastern time games anymore. But to fill those time slots. But if you get Pac-12, a Pac-12 contract in there, you can have those those time slots filled. That's that's still money and revenue for the TV uh, stations and money and TV uh, money and revenue for the schools. So they can ESPN can still play both sides. They can have the smaller, if you want to call yeah. the ACC Pac-12 smaller, and then have the big dog with the SEC. They can yeah. do both. All right, let's take a quick to. We'll come right back and uh, also get back to the NFL stuff and the Packers. Are the Packers? You guys think the Packers are real? I'm still not sure. 
where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Back, fellas. Fun conversation. The the, uh, college football, it's it's just wild because it's so up in the air with everything. That's the thing that's just completely crazy watching it mutate in real time yeah yeah anyway we're talking about um let's get back to the uh, the list the espn.com uh, list about where we see the rosters it's the on paper list and at five they have the packers now you guys seem pretty good with the packers the, the over under here is 11 for green bay would you guys go? Oh, I'll figure. I'll start with you first. Would you go over Green Bay eleven? I would probably have them at eleven. And considering that their division is not very good, there's no reason why they can't win eleven, twelve games and win the division again. So I think that's about right. I'll, I'll take the over. Well, also, it's not just their division. I think the NFC North they pull the. Um, I'll give you the schedule. Yeah. All right. Because so, they pull the it, NFC it, it, and AFC East, I believe. Yeah, I have their schedule in front of me. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it at you. So you guys chime in. Uh, at Minnesota, home Bears at Tampa. All right. Mm-hmm. So you count the losses. Okay. Home New England. Yep. Home Giants. Home well, Jets. Well, the Giants one's in London. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Home Jets at Washington. At Buffalo, at Detroit, home Dallas, home Tennessee, at Philadelphia, at Chicago, home Rams, at Miami, home Minnesota, home Detroit. 
So I guess where do you have them in the division? The six division games. Where do you got them? Four and two, five and one. I'd say probably about four and two is safe. Yeah, four four and two. I feel like they'll probably split with Minnesota, and I, I don't know where they drop that other. You're one. probably dropping. I mean, almost every team every year drops one they should. Well, they they might. You know what it might be is they might be resting starters for that final game against Detroit and just end up dropping that just out of just that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, which they did, well, which they did last year. Yeah, I mean, listen, I you know again, I. I I would figure like there, there's these te- these teams aren't machines, so you figure four and two yeah. is probably about right. Now here's the thing: the eleven non non division games, you got Tampa, New England, tough games, Giants, Jets, not so tough, Washington, they're kind of tricky, Buffalo, very good, Dallas, good, Tennessee. Decent Eagles, good Miami, decent Rams, great. I mean, you know, the, the non-conference schedule is pretty tough. I, I, I go the other way. I'm looking at that schedule. I think they'll be undefeated in October. I think they'll 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 start with the because in October they get Patriots, Giants, Jets. Oh, they're going to be they're going to win at Tampa. No, Tampa, would, Tampa's so, in September. Yeah, I'm saying. It, I honestly, October, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me if they did. Oh, well, like, I mean, you're taking a month out of. Uh, everybody's got a stretch where sure. you can roll. They got the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah, in they're going to. Exactly. No, that's that's a tough one. But I think a lot of these other teams in the. I'll NFC bet you East, right now they don't go undefeated in Buff- in October. Oh wait, it is October for Buffalo there. Hmm. Yeah. I would say the only ones that I would chalk up as a 100% most likely to lose uh, is at Buffalo and potentially against the Rams. But even the Rams, that's I December 19th in, in Green Bay. So, yeah, I mean, gonna that's, have, that's gonna a have West Dallas Coast team. In Lambeau, like, I, they're, they're I think Tampa's winnable. I think they're out of conferences on the easier side. And I think some of the numbers have wow. backed up. Because I think the Lions, Lions get these same divisions out of conference as well. And, like, I mean, out of division as well. And... Like I mean, I, I, I don't know where you get it's easy. I mean, I would never say easy. I'm just talking I mean, about what I think I, is I, winnable. Any, relatively, I mean, any non any non conference schedule that includes Tampa, Buffalo, and the Rams, and then you throw in Dallas, the Eagles. You know, that's not an easy. That's not easy. No, but you also get Giants, Jets, Commanders, and I guess I differ on where Eagles stack up against. You get the Lions twice. Yeah. Well, now we're talking division again. But, like, either sure, way, but... I see the path to 11 wins pretty easy here. I don't see it easy, but I think it's, no, I think not... it's very attainable. Like, I don't think it's pie in the sky. I don't think it's You and I will go head-to-head psycho. Yeah, I don't think it's pie in the sky to say they can win 11 games. I like, I like the push. I don't think it's pie in the sky either, but I'm, I'm going to go. I think it's a great – actually, it's a great debate. Yeah, and I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go under. Okay, um, and eleven will be the push. All right, uh, the sixth best roster in football, according to this ESPN on paper poll, is I, I got to tell you, it's even more flabbergasting than the Packers in my eyes. You want to take a guess, Fig? More flabbergasting than the wow. Packers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Eagles? Close. That they're seven. Okay. Wait, the Eagles are seven? Yes. Okay, th- this has got to be the Colts then. Nope. God damn. It's my boys. Who? 
The Dallas? Cowboys? Nope. No, I was no. like, hey. Nope. How about uh, AFC? No, it's the Chiefs. No, right? Wow. Chiefs, Wait, you go, what? okay. Right. Chiefs, you go, yeah. Chiefs yet. Yeah, like, what are we doing? No, no, because I think the same thing. We're going, where's the Chiefs at? No. No, it can't be. Cincinnati? No, you think right. Cincinnati, like that's a is it that's a credible guess, right? Sure. Is it the Ravens? No. Wow. What? Right Pew. Denver. No. Wait, are the Browns? That's the right church. Correct. The Browns. What? When their quarterback might not even play. The Browns. Well look, it's just based off of their roster. That's all it is. And so you're assuming Deshaun Watson is on the roster, so this is not games played, but it's just based off of Yes. How they rank the talent on the roster. Yeah, so, so, d- so they are a talented be, roster. They are, but would you think that uh, that's, they would be this number six? Even with Deshaun Watson available to play, would they be six? I have Probably questions not. about that offense. I mean, besides, I mean, Chubb is fantastic, but... Well, Chubb, well, you, huh? I mean, you have Watson, Chubb, Amari Cooper. I mean, you, you have some good weapons there. Mm. And Joku, when he's healthy... It, when he's healthy, sure, yeah, and that and that's a. Uh, and listen, I, I do think receiver wise, you know, you're you're you do lack a little bit. I I, mean, I like it depends on people's Jones. Yeah, I like Cleveland's defense a lot, but I guess I I have some questions when it comes to offense. If if I mean Deshaun Watson there is great, but we also haven't seen Deshaun Watson play in a couple of years now too. Right. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. their their O line is very good too. Will Fatonio Conklin? It's good. It's been losing some pieces, but I think they. I mean, when you got a guy like Jack Conklin, you're gonna. Yeah, they're they're more than solid up front there. And you mentioned the defense. I mean, the defense is ridiculous, right? Because you got Gary, you got all pros. You know, you got Clowney coming back. Denzel Ward. Yes. John Johnson is big for them. I like that Grant Delpit too. Yes. So Um, I can I can I can certainly see how just from a roster talent standpoint, you can put Cleveland in the top ten. That does not. Surprise me, I guess. It's not that shocking. I guess I'm just more surprised on who we're putting Cleveland over. Yeah, like Kansas City? Yeah, I've mentioned the Colts a few times, and I don't really believe in what they've done at quarterback, but like that's a roster that is... I actually like Ryan. No, I I, I know. It's it's, it's all about how much Ryan has in the tank, but again, taking quarterback out of it, people have agreed for years that that Colts roster is great. And it's we're putting Cleveland over them. I'm not sure I, I really buy that, but I'll have to go in deeper on the Colts roster right now. Yeah, well, we'll go. We'll go. There's a couple of them that, that you go. Wow. Um, and just an FYI, let me get your take on the over under for Cleveland when it comes to wins. This is interesting because last time I checked, it, it was off the board. Because oh, they yeah. didn't know what Deshaun Watson's situation yeah, it's was. Probably off the board. Actually, it is off the board. You're yeah. right. I just looking at it now. I'm going. What would you set come, it at? I can't find it. Yeah. What would you yeah. set it at, Cuz? Yeah. What uh, would you set it? Mm, probably nine. Because I don't think he's going to play. So I don't either. Yeah. So and if he him, does, he's going to miss at least you know eight, six to eight games, exactly. if not the whole season. Yeah. So you're somewhere around eight and a half, nine. I mean, it's a good roster, mm-hmm. and you know you're probably going to have. I mean, you have the you. What's his name? He's backing him up. Uh, Brissett. 
Yeah, Jacoby. But is, so. is Brissett, let, if we're just hypothetically to say that Deshaun Watson is going to play the final seven games, is Jacoby Brissett good enough to win five? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't see why he can win. Yeah, four. I think they, I think right, they start right? leaning on. That's the, hard for me. They, they can lean on the line, lean on their run game. I yeah. that only gets you, you so Chubb. far, especially it, when it, everybody it knows what you're going to do. Will, but you'll still pick yeah. up some wins here and there. Yeah, Brissett, I always thought Brissett was a incredible backup. He's okay. Yeah, I he, mean, I I'm think not. he's a he's a backup that I think is good for a couple of weeks. But you're talking about upwards of a month or two. Yeah, I hear you. you no, know? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think he worked out in 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 Indy when they had no, him too, he did not. So. All right, number seven, and well, I'll tell you what, let's do some trending, and then we'll get to number seven. All right, well, uh, we'll start with uh, some Major League Baseball from Friday. The Dodgers winning their fifth in a row, four to three walk-off victory over the Cubs. Former Dodger Manny Machado named an All-Star starter at third base for the National League. Hit a home run for San Diego as they defeated the Giants six to three. The Braves hitting four home runs. They dominate Washington twelve to two. Yankees over the Red Sox 12-2 as well. Three straight wins there for New York. Seattle won their sixth straight with a walk-off home run over Toronto. Josh Hader with save number 26 as Milwaukee defeated Pittsburgh by the score of 4-3. News out of the NBA, Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard agreed to a two-year $122 million contract extension that will keep him with the franchise through the 2026-27 season. Dame's getting paid. Dame Dollars. Dame Just dollar Dame. signs all <laughs> across his name. It's ridiculous. 60 some odd million dollars he's making in the second year or the final year of that deal. It's incredible. Wow. Uh, wow. James Harden, by the way, going in the opposite direction, uh, taking a $15 million pay cut on a new one year contract with an option for a second season, declined a $47 million player option that he had and took less money in order to give the 76ers more salary cap flexibility here in the offseason. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. And uh, we're going through the CSPN on paper best rosters and kind of analyzing, giving our thoughts on it. Um, number seven, the Eagles over the Bengals, over the Chiefs. Much like Cleveland, I go, I don't know about oh, that. You know what? I'll be honest with you when it comes to the Chiefs. Roster wise, I don't know if I would say man to man that they're the you know that super talented. Yeah. They have a phenomenal quarterback. They have some good players on defense. Oh no, there's not a lot of guys on their roster on an individual standpoint that really blow me away. So I don't oh. know if I would necessarily say their roster would I would rank extremely high. The team is good because their quarterback is elite, but I wouldn't say that the roster is that great. Yeah, well, let's take a look at it. That's interesting because well, that's an interesting take. Um, real quick, before we yeah. leave the Eagles, though, I just I do want to say I think one of the things that helps the Eagles along, like I've seen a lot of praise for their offensive line, which seems to really help a lot. I of love it. their. I, yeah. I want to tell you, listen, I think they're really good. I forget I who it was that said I, like the 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 two tackles was like the two. best duo tandem. I forget whose article it was, but they were talking about like du- dude, duos. That's true. Yeah, dude. dude. Oh, it's Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks for like Listen, best duo pairs. They're tremendous. Yeah. They're they're they're. First of all, Jordan Mayalata is a is a great great tackle. I mean, just a great great tackle. I love him. Lane Johnson, um, he's back. He's terrific. They, I mean, they got Landon Dickerson, Kelsey, 
Sayamalu. I mean, they, they're a D. That's a great line, man. I that's mean, their entire offense looks fantastic right up until I get to court. Like, yeah, until the most important position. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you're telling me you're giving yeah, me an Devontae offense with Miles Sand- Sanders, yeah, yeah. AJ right. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and that offensive line, that's a top defense. I know. I know. Okay, so weren't we saying the same thing about the Denver Broncos the last two or three years? And what, what has that gotten them? A lot of seven-win, <laughs> eight-win seasons, you know what I mean? That's well, I will point. put Hurts above Drew Locke. I, I will do that. Would you? Yes, I will. All right. Drew Locke is at least a tier above. I mean, Jalen Hurts is at least, a t- at least a tier above Drew Locke. All right. Yeah, I... I uh... I mean, you know, I hear you. I, I hope I you're right. I, lo- I, I love the kid. I think he's a great head <laughs> yeah, on his shoulders and all kid. that. I, I root I for mean, him. I root for yeah. him. I, I just don't think he's good. Thing. I say the same thing every day. Yeah. Where I go, I love the kid. I hope he has a yeah. great year because you want good people to succeed. No doubt. Right? And so I look at him and I go, he's a good kid. I just I agree with you. I, I question whether or not because this offense is legit, man. It's legit all day long. Absolutely. And, and, then, and last year they had no players on defense, and I thought they got better. I thought they got better in a big way. Um, I still have fr- a real soft spot for Darius Slay. I yeah, I do too. I, I think. Great. Well, I think he's a terrific player. Then you get Bradbury to play the opposite corner. Avante uh, Max is a really good slot corner. They got some decent safeties. Anthony Harris. They get Jaquiski Tart from San Francisco. So that's the much better. Their linebackers which were non-existent last year. Now you have Hassan Reddick. You got Kazir White, who I like. You draft N'Kobe Dean, who's a player. And then you got a good veteran defensive line with Fletcher Cox and Hargrove and Brandon Graham. You got the big boy, big kid in the middle, Jordan Davis. So at least now I think they're credible, right? Credible uh, defensively. Yeah. I'd use that word credible. That works. I don't think I'm as high on them this year as a lot of other people are. That doesn't mean I don't think they'll be in mm-hmm. contention for the playoffs. But I know there's some people even said that they were a dark horse for the Super Bowl. And I was like, I don't know how you can look at that quarterback and say, look, unless this is the Bears, the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or the 2015 you know, Broncos defense, which I don't think it is, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see how you can say they're a Super Bowl contender. Not when you look at the Rams roster and the Tampa roster. I, you know, could I see them beating the Cowboys out, Ricky? That's yes. a popular thought. A lot, a lot of people believe that the Eagles will win the division. I, I, I think the Eagles are probably because it's a run-heavy team. You're probably looking at them to start the year a little slow, but if they find their rhythm and just can figure out what they're doing with offense, then yeah, I could absolutely see them cleaning up the division. All right. So coming up. Number eight, a darling from last year, the Bengals. Joe Barrow, we'll talk about them coming up next. Fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hanging out on a beautiful Saturday morning. It's a Fox Sports Saturday. All right, so on the text board, my man, the the Tasty Cake Dom, says to uh, Figgy and Psycho Chris, he says, I'll give you a a case of Tasty Cakes on the line. Ooh, ooh. He'll, he'll take the Eagles over the pack win total. Wait. So, you saying Eagles are going to – he's saying the Eagles are going to win more games than the Packers or – Yes. Yeah. Okay, straight. Hmm. Yes. So, will you, will, and he'll, he, he's putting up uh, Tasty Cakes. If Wait, wait. So, we get Tasty Cakes if the Eagles – Yep. Win more games than the Packers. No, if, no, the, if Packers, the Packers win more than the Eagles. Right. Oh, okay. I like, I like my odds then. I, as right. do I. What would right. Dom like from us here? You want me to, so want me to ship him a Tommy burger? Like, what, what do you want? What's an L.A. staple that I can – some In-N-Out? What about those uh, – some donuts from uh, – oh, man, what's the Krispy Kreme? No, not Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> We're not no, I think see. you got to go um, – Randy's? No, I think you got to go to burgers, right? I mean, it, what, what, what's the best thing? Well, like if I said to you the best treat in all of L.A., what is it? Treat. Well, if we're treat. talking actual food, food, like from that standpoint, I know part of, we talk about the Burger Wars. I always go with Tommy's. I think Tommy's is amazing. People talk about In-N-Out. People right. who've listened on this network and our local know. affiliate know how I feel about uh, In-N-Out, so I don't need to belabor that again. Uh, but Tommy's is spectacular. Now, the only problem is they only have them out here on the West Coast. They're only in L.A., and I think there's one or two in Las Vegas. So, but I, can, I think that's actually better. Yeah. I think you should go Tommy's. So what I can do, I, I, I might have a little hookup. I can probably get Tasty Cake Dom, I mean, maybe a gift card to Tommy's so whenever he does come out here, yeah. he can roll over and, and get him something. 
So tell me about Tommy's. What makes that burger such a, a superior burger? Chili burgers. So they uh, they're they're known for their famous chili burgers and chili dogs. Um, and look, even if you don't load it up, you just get a little bit on there. It's it's good. It's just a, it's a good burger. They put chili, one tomato, and that's pretty much all you need. Like it's some people even just get the chili by itself because it's so good. Really, their chili burgers are spectacular. The chili burger. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't tell you if I've ever even had a chili burger. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh, you're missing out. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky. Next time you're in, in town. Next time you're I, in town. Listen, I believe it, man. Listen, I you, listen. You guys, I trust your guys when it comes to this stuff. I like it. That sounds good. Wait, now is your? I'm looking forward to the it? tasty cakes, though. I didn't get the last time we had a bet with Dom about the tasty cakes. I want the tasty cakes. There is cheese, yeah, yeah. by the way. Yes, there is cheese. Chili and cheese. Is it cheddar? Like a, a sauce, cheese sauce, or is it like a nice cheddar? No, it's not. It's not sauce. It's just like American? it's like yeah. It's like a, just a slice of cheese, slice of American cheese. Okay. All right. All right. It's, uh, sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And that's the Tommy Burger. Yep. All right. Where the fellas? We we gotta take a quick break. <laughs> We're five. All right. Good morning. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Saturday. Good football sports Saturday. The crew back together. Figgy back from his honeymoon in Italy. We got our man Ricky, fine producer, Psycho Chris. I'm Cuz, together with the fellas every week right here on Fox Sports Radio. That's funny, man. Our last, the last segment with the, the Tommy's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, Rock. Anytime we get on the foot, you, you brought on, you brought up the, uh, 
the wild boar pasta that yes. my man Nikki was freaking out. He was texting me going, sounds, oh, my it God. It still sounds amazing. It's yeah, it was a, spectacular. The, yeah, the boar is plentiful in northern Italy. <laughs> I guess so I read we, about a month or so before we left, like it was a, like they were actually running rampant like as a nuisance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a big you're problem. Like, you're like tasty a, rats. That's crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they're like tasty rats, man. All of a sudden, there's a wild boar like snarling at you. But they make a, they make for some good eating. Absolutely. Some good vittles. Yeah, so I had some uh, some parpadelli with uh, some wild oh, boar. Amazing. That's the best with the little cheese, the locatelli cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. I said you were living large there, Figgy. Absolutely. Much larger than large. when I left. Trust me, I had to hit the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is, like, you're moving. So, Oh, yeah, we walked the entire time. We were racking up 30,000-plus steps every day. So, And you're eating quality. Right, correct. Like you're eating quality food. So that's not – that's another thing that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the, 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 speaking of food, I, I got to bring this up. Because it's it's been a source of angst. I went on the warpath last week. Oh no! Yes, I know what this is. And then uh, and Psycho Chris, I, I he was the brunt. I lost it because of all the atrocities going on involving pizza, Feggy. <laughs> okay. All right, because there's many atrocities. I had people calling up and. There are all kinds of crazy, ridiculously horrible pizza ideas. There was this, this, you know, website, artist, whatever pizza shop, and it was just horrible. Now there's t- a new one. What's that? I was, I was just going to tell Figgy. I was telling you, cause the other week about how when I was trying to learn Japanese in undergrad, one of the uh, my professor had like a bunch of takeout menus, and I saw what they put on pizza over in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it it was probably enough to just destroy Cuz here. There was a restaurant we went to, and I don't remember exactly where, but they said, we do not put pineapples on pizza. That's sacrilegious. <laughs> like, well, uh, which I don't disagree with, by I, the way. Cuz I, I, I think I know this pizza you're talking about. You have to describe this, because even I threw up in my mouth on this one. So, yeah, the, 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 the God bless the restaurant. That's why I want to... Um, I need to form a, a pizza, like an undercover... A pizza, pizza inquisition. Police. Yes. Like, <laughs> the pizza you know, police. I love yes, it. Right? Like, I can't have, like, I can't have certain things. <laughs> Sounds like a Sandler movie or something. The pizza you know, police. The pizza police. Well, Sid's Adam is a friend of mine, new friend of mine. Yeah, I, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> big movie star over here. Maybe you can get that in the works. I got a picture of the pizza police, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a great premise, and it yeah. really is. So, what's um, on this pie? That uh, that's a uh, dude. I dude. I, terrible. I swear to God, I I I want to go. I have the picture it's to awful. the great people of Indiana. Now, listen, Indiana is a great, great state, and there's so much to love about Indiana, right? But the one thing, the Indiana State Fair, and this is why I got to send people over there. Mm-hmm. They are doing something called pickled pizza. What? It's pizza with dill pickles on it. Oh. It's a white pie with the pickles and mozzarella cheese on it. Biggie, check your DMs. Yeah, just, you on Twitter. Just, this looks disgusting. 
Yes. And uh, and they're raving about this whole dill sensation. Not on pizza. I know. I, I, I have to draw the line to lock the dill. These people up. Oh, dill is awful. Pickled pizza? Really? Yes. What's wrong with people? I don't know. And they're again, they're performing atrocities. Well, the sauce is ranch too. Great, yeah. Oh, first of all, ranch should never exist, let alone put on a pizza. Dill, oh, dill ranch sauce with mozzarella, dill seasoning, and dill pickles. That's a lot of dill. Oh, it's a hell of a lot of dill. And to use the word pizza is an affront, <laughs> right? And I want to levy charges against the Indiana State Fair and all these people perpetrating pizza fraud. I mean, come on now, I, I you know, I want to go like medieval on these people. It's a sin. Oh yeah, the the pizza militia just comes in, destroys their pizza oven. Yes. You know, burns all their ingredients yes. <laughs> into a giant yes. bonfire. Take them away, yeah, exactly. away to the Inquisition, to the questioning right. halls. Yeah, exactly. The rack. You're right. And the, the Iron the, Maiden. And all the dill gets just flushed into the river. Oh, God now, is this an actual like, hit? Have you seen reviews on this? Dude, like, I, I, don't... You know, I won't do respect. I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, what do you know about pizza in Indiana? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know a lot of things in Indiana. Cornfields and whatever, wheat. And, you know, in, in the, Indiana has the, the steak and shake, Indianapolis. You don't know pizza. You leave the pizza alone. All right? Just just say thank you for the gift of pizza and make it the right way and, and, don't, and don't bother with it. All right? Yeah. Enjoy it. People are just trying to get too cute. Yeah. Way I mean, too the, cute. It's just awful. Anyway. I digress because it's a it's a obsession of mine to fight against the uh, the this, the pizza uh, the facing of the pizza because that's what it is denigrating a great product. I know. Come on. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm glad to have your support. Absolutely. You are well, a friend I, of the, after my especially after my experience the last couple of weeks. Please. <laughs> Exactly. You're a friend of the Pizza Coalition. Absolutely. I have to come back home to that. That's what's happening. Oh I'll leave the God. country for two weeks and this is what happens? Uh, the eighth best roster in the NFL, according to ESPN, the Cincinnati Bengals. And, it, I mean, let's face it. You, you know, you bring back a... You know, Burrow to Chase is ridiculous. Mixon and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, ridiculous. It comes down to that offensive line, right? Because the only weakness on that whole offense that is so ridiculously good is their own line. They have a really credible defense. Um, I, you know, I keep yeah. going back to it. A great young quarterback and a great young receiver and yeah, a right. lot of good stuff. And they brought some some reinforcements in on the old line. You know, Lyle Collins and Jonah Williams, like they somewhat tried to fortify. Look, it's at least better than it was last year, which doesn't say much. But I mean, yes. look, you were a couple of plays away from winning the Super Bowl with it last year. You know, so the only thing that works against them, I guess, just from a production standpoint, not talking about how the roster rates is, they're not going to sneak up on anybody like they did last year. Correct. It is a as it's a good defense, but it's it's a fairly no name defense. You wonder if some of those guys maybe overachieved a little bit last year. I guess that yeah, would be like somewhat somewhat of a fear. The big name on there is probably like what Eli Apple. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'm not my if if I'm an OC if an office I'm an offense if if I am an offensive coordinator I'm not 
awake at night yeah. worrying about Eli Apple. Awuzie is a solid player, uh, a, a former Cowboy, one of Ricky's old guys. He's a, he's a solid player for Trey them. Trey Hendrickson's not bad. Yeah, but uh, so it, just look, just because there's no name doesn't mean they're not good. Um, you just I, mean, I like DJ Reader. I, yeah, Reader's good, very good, and Hubbard's a solid player. Yeah, but yeah, Daxton Hill's good. Um, is going to be a good player for them. But, Von Bell, because I mean, you think you know, as great as the offense is and was, you know, how many thirteen to ten, sixteen to ten type games did they win in the, in the playoffs? You know, it's like yeah. they were winning shootouts. I mean, they also yeah. had the benefit of like Burrow got sacked nine times well, in that game against Tennessee, and somehow they were able to still win that. I feel like if they hadn't won that game against Tennessee, that'd be a I think we'd be talking a lot different about their offensive line going into the season. Yeah, no, I oh, absolutely. I mean, look, and again, even with them making it to the Super Bowl and, and coming that close to winning, they brought in a couple of new offensive linemen, so they did recognize that it was an issue. Now, how big of and how much they shorted up will remain to be seen, but it's at least better than it was last season. Either over under is ten. Where do you guys go, Figgy? I would probably have them right at ten. I. I'm going to go with the, the tried-and-true Super Bowl hangover with, for the losing team on top of the fact that they were a team that came out of nowhere. So I'll take the under. I think they, they can probably win nine or ten games. But you start talking about 11 or 12, uh, I don't know if I'll see that. I think Baltimore is going to be better this year. They're going to be healthier. So I'll take the under. I'll, I'll take the under as well, probably because I'm getting the push as well. Yeah. Just I, I, That's a tough division they have. Depending on whether, again, depending on whether or not Deshaun Watson plays and however many games he plays, that's still a very tough division. I don't see the Steelers. They're probably taking a step back as they retool things, but but like, they're decent enough they're to still get you decent. once. Yeah, you know, and the on Ravens are look really good, and I, I I haven't seen they're out of division, but like I yeah I'll, I'll take I'll take the hangover on top of it all too. It just I I think it's going to be tough for them to just overcome some of their their weak their weak spots. So I I agree with your overall assessments. I'm with you guys. Let's talk about the Chiefs because we talked a lot about them, and, and it's funny, you know, when you look at their you look at their roster, you had you were interesting fake because you're like you know one thing about it is are they a you know is that a a, a top five roster in football? They're ranked ninth, and you question it and. Let's look at it real quick, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're right. You got, you know, Mahomes, who's great. You got Edwards Alaire, who I love. I well, Light's coming out of LSU, but I think we can agree didn't have the impact we thought he would last year. Who yeah, got their hurt, ground remember? game has been yeah. fairly disappointing. Also, well, even when he was healthy, I mean, it's not like he. I mean, people thought he would be rookie of the year, and I don't. I don't think he really ever got on track, even when he was healthy. No, I think his production at times, like Ronald Jones, was. I'm not going to say he was the better back, but or McKinnon but, at times, yeah. Yeah, McKinnon was. Uh, remember how he was when he got hurt. McKinnon became a huge, huge weapon for them. Yeah, almost surpassed uh, them in importance as far as the run game goes. I know, I know. It's a great point. It's true. Um, and then the receivers are interesting because you have a lot of turnover. Obviously, no Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So now your receivers are Juju. Yep, Smith Schuster, Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. Correct, uh, and Michael, with Michael Hartman. And I don't know. If, I think Josh Gordon is back on the roster. What you get he from is. him, who knows? Yeah, he's, he's always a wild Sky card. Moore, kid from Purdue. Got I mean, you still have who Ke- I think is good. And you have Kelsey, obviously. Yeah, you still have Kelsey, obviously. That's, well, that's I was about to get piece. to him. He's the best tight end in football. Right. Yeah. 
Like, so, I mean, what, what would you, what kind of, uh, and their offensive line is good. I mean, it's good, uh, not great. <laughs> right, but I solid, think it's, solid, sure. So, what would you give on a scale of one to 10 if the Chargers are a 10 roster? What would you give the Chiefs? Defensively, we talked seven, about a little probably. bit. Seven, probably. Okay, that's Overall, fair. probably about a seven. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm around there, too. Seven, seven and a half, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Chris Jones and Frank Clark, as you know, uh, I, I do like uh, Thornhill. I like um, uh, Justin Reed. So, I mean, you know. I mean, you got Willie Gay. Not as, as big of a fan of their secondary, uh, to mm-hmm. be honest, and I think losing uh, Honey Badger is gonna gonna hurt a bit. Yep. I think a lot's gonna come of how quickly George Karloftis adapts the NFL. Like, yeah, because yeah, he can make a major impact if he, uh, you know, if everything falls the way they they hope, and they're gonna need it. We talked about that, you know, the, how great the quarterbacks are. You know, the pass rushers are gonna have to be up to the challenge for yeah, all these all four it's teams. AFC West. You got to be ready every game to play against great receivers and great quarterbacks throwing to those receivers. You know, they're, they're a fat. I'm looking at their um, look for their win total because they're, they're such an interesting team because I think how long can you sustain being up top? Like, you know, you, you know, you make all those deep runs. Yeah, how many times can you make it to the AFC Championship game in a row or whatever? Yeah. It's going to catch up to you eventually. You're going to get so, knocked out in the wild card round eventually, right? Yeah, the AFC is just looking more and more dangerous every year, too. The, like, I know. No, it's, 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 a, it's amazing. I mean, that game against Buffalo was incredible. one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Absolutely. And truth be told, I mean, you know, Kansas City, uh, you know, I still even know what happened in the championship. When you have that kind of lead against Cincinnati, I still even know what happened. I mean, to not score in the second yeah, half. Yeah, which like, was just mystifying to me. And Mahomes had – and look, I, this, I would not be surprised if even without Tyree Kill, Mahomes has some sort of breakout year and possibly is in MVP contention because he was up and down, even in the midst of them winning as many games as they won last year, was not his best year. He struggled a lot and was yeah, very inconsistent for whatever reason, and that was with Tyree Kill. And they switched around how they, how they were playing him too. And you remember, they were trying to keep everything in front of them. Right. Teams Taking were away the big plays. really – yeah, we're going two deep zones, keeping everything in front. Nah, I must rushing them, taking away the big play. You know, really blank dropping. You know, when you're yeah. dropping eight like that mm-hmm. at times. You yeah, know. but he's a sharp guy, and and as is Andy Reid, as you know. So those guys will adjust. So I actually, Andy's a great coach. Yeah, he, it he really would not is. surprise me whatsoever if we're talking. You know, in a few months we're talking about Kansas City. With 11, 12, 13 wins and you know, the top seed in the AFC. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Know? So their their win total is ten and a half, which I thought was light. Yeah, you know what? I might I might actually put a couple of shekels on that. Ten and a half. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you can say what you want. You lose Tyreek Hill. All right, but I I believe all day long in, the, in that coaching staff. I think that's a great coaching staff. Yeah, Andy and Spags. You and, got the coaching staff. You, know. you have Pat is if he's not the best quarterback in the league, he's he's at worst number two. If you exactly. want to say Josh Allen is above him, yeah, I, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I am. They got a pretty I, tough schedule. They do. I like see. not just in division, not just well, in division, saw, but just I don't in have general. In front of yeah. me. What's their uh, – you have it in front of you? Yeah, so they only have three gimmies. You know, they got Seattle, Houston, and 
Jacksonville. Everyone but else is. You have gonna... uh, an at Indy, an at Tampa, at San Francisco. You Oof. face Tennessee. Oof. You're at Cincinnati. You know, it's, it's not. That's pretty. That's wild. it's a pretty, that's pretty tough, tough. It's a pretty yeah. tough non outside of the division. Do we no say yeah. San the division's the worst. Yes. The division's the best in football, so right. by far. Right. So yeah. But I mean, this is a first place schedule. You get a first place schedule on top of the fact that the division mm. around you just improved. So that just makes it that much more difficult. And, and improve uh, like leaps and bounds. Yeah. Right. Like we've never seen this before. Yeah. Where yeah. Uh, you know this pool of talent that is collected in that division. It's just unparalleled. And you've pulled NFC West, which is probably yes. the best division for uh, in the NFC to be playing as you're like I cross, mean, you know, conference division. You look at their first chunk of games before their bye week in week eight. You tell me where there's a gimme win at Arizona, home against the Chargers, at Indianapolis, at Tampa Bay, home against the Raiders, home against Buffalo, at San Francisco. Oof, God. I don't know if I can. There is no gimme. At all. I mean, maybe but Arizona. Maybe Arizona. Is, yeah, that's And then it. opening week is just so weird. You just never know what may happen. Agreed. By the way, that Chargers game is on a Thursday, too. So you've got to turn so around a short week. the Cardinals right for the Chargers on, yeah, four, four days. days later. Yeah. Whoa. That's a brutal schedule. That's oh, a good point, Ricky. Wow, that is brutal. Wow, wow, wow. All right. We'll take a quick T.O. Figgy. Oh, man. Great to have you back, oh, buddy. Glad to be back, brother. Glad to be back. Always fun. Oh, man, you're the best. We love you. Figgy is back, and uh, uh, he'll be uh, ski-daddling to, yep. the, to the next gig. Yep. So uh, we love you, buddy. Have a great day, all right? You too, brother. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Then we'll come back. The Big Brain will join us to take a look at this, all this stuff from a betting standpoint. We'll run some of the NFL stuff by him as well. Psycho Chris, Ricky stays with us. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas, on a beautiful Saturday. All right, tell you what, we got our man, the big brain, and all this NFL stuff that we've been going over. It's been a uh, a lot of fun. I want to pick his brain on it. Uh, but before we get to the big brain, let's do this. Let's get the Lord of Trendings up here now. And then we'll go roll through with the big brain. But we have the Lord of Trendings, I low. I low. I echo everyone. Good morning, by the way. I echo everyone's comments about Tommy's here in Los Angeles. Ooh, so good. Yes, you like the Tommy's, huh? I once dined at Tommy's on Christmas Day, by the way. Just happened really? to be in the neighborhood. Speaking of uh, Los Angeles. Hey, real quick, real quick. I what got do you mean, you. real quick? It's your show. Th- it's Tommy's. It's thing. your show. You don't have now, to say real quick to everyone. Do, do you like. The, the the chili burger like figgy what's your go-to tommy it, that that's the only thing there that, that i mean i mean look they have other stuff if you're so inclined but if you're gonna go to tommy's go for the chili cheeseburgers and, and there's also the there's also the ambiance it's the 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 guys at the counter are very gruff and very fast but that's okay. part of the charm. So you need to right. know. Like the burger thing, you, right? Yeah, you need to know what you want specifically. Right. No hemming and hawing. And instead of being off-putting, it's charming. And also, instead. That's like the steak sandwich in Philadelphia. Precisely. And yes. also, instead of tables, they have standing counters. And they do not have 
utensil. Well, I guess you can request utensils, but they have counters and they just have paper, paper towel dispensers for the chili on your hands every like 10 feet. It adds to the charm of the place. That sounds good. That's a good uh, spot. This, this Tommy's. I like it. I have a feeling Kevin is headed down there right now, but we'll see. They <laughs> are open 24-7. Speaking of Los Angeles, we have the Dodgers in Major League Baseball on Friday night beating the Cubs in 10 innings, 4-3. to Will Smith, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning. I-, I believe we have audio of that game-winning RBI single by Will Smith. Well, I suppose we don't. Let's try it again. Let's see if we have that Will Smith audio. Yo, home, smell you later. There we go. <laughs> Fresh from Dodger Stadium. Also in Major League Baseball on Friday, the Seattle Mariners defeated the Toronto Blue Jays in 11 innings, 5-2. to two. A. Eugenio Suarez, the game-winning three-run home run in the bottom of the 11th. Mariners on a season-high six-game winning streak. Manny Machado with three-run home run for the Padres in their 6-3 victory over the San Francisco Giants. Also in Major League Baseball on Friday, this is for you, Anthony. Phillies. Swinging a high fly ball center field. This is well hit. Going back on it is Carlson to the track at the wall, and it is gone. On the batter's eye, grass burn in dead center. Alec Bohm with his fifth home run of the season as he goes dead central against Adam Wainwright, and it's 1-0 Phillies. Swung on, hit deep to left. This one's got a chance. Back is Donovan at the wall, looking up, and it's gone. And Alec Bohm with a two-homer night tonight against Adam Wainwright. Billy. One to center and now to left, and it's a multi-home run game for Bowman. It's a 2 nothing <laughs> Phillies lead. Phillies. And they would go on to beat the Cardinals. Phillies. By that 2 to nothing score. Just for you, Anthony. And finally. Oh, that's fantastic. Wheeler was fantastic last night, too. Indeed. But I love when you do that. Phillies. <laughs> finally in the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon right now. Ange Jabor of Tunisia leading Elena Ribakina of Kazakhstan, three games to two in the opening set. All yours, Anthony, as I mentally plot visiting Tommy's later today. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. That's fantastic. The great Ilo. Uh, now joining us, uh, our man, he is a world traveler, in fact, as well. He's the big brain, Brad Feinberg, our betting analyst. Big brain, how are you, brother? Good morning. I got it. Good morning, Anthony, but I got to tell you, I'm missing my John Sterling dose, uh, which I would have loved to have heard that, but I guess hopefully next show I get to hear the John Sterling stuff. That is my favorite when you guys come up with those great pieces with him. That's Ilo, man. He just is always... He's amazing I, with it. He's yeah, great with it. He is. You know, he is, man. Forget about it. He knows his stuff. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, you I know just quickly baseball, we'll get that out of the way. Uh, because there's a lot of NFL stuff, I future stuff I want to get to you with. Um, the Wheeler, uh, tremendous last night. Uh, great baseball game. Uh, Dodgers walk off last night. Where, where are you at, National League? And then we have a big card today. Where are you looking at um, when, when it comes to today's baseball? Well, look, in terms of a future bet, I mean, it's, it's right now, again, I, the Dodgers are a big favorite. Don't really see any edge there, Anthony. And then, uh, look, there's so much competition in the National League. The Braves are really good. The Mets are really good. The Dodgers are really good. The Padres, especially when they get Tatis back, will be very, very good. Milwaukee has the dominant starting pitching with Woodruff and Burns. 
So, I mean, look, I think it's going to be very, very tough, very wide open. A team right now that's lurking, if you're looking for a crazy long shot, uh, I'm going to go American League on you, though. But they're like, you can still see 70-1 to to win the pennant. I'm not picking them. I don't think they'll even make the playoffs, but I think they could sneak into the playoffs possibly is Seattle. They've won six in a row, hmm. uh, and right now they're only two games out of the playoffs. 70-1, to 1, I mean, it's not impossible. Um, that would be something I'm looking at. And right now, um, I do think the Twins should be favored to win the division. I bet earlier the Twins and the uh, Guardians. Uh, the Guardians have gone in a big funk right now. I don't think the White Sox are all that good. I still think there's some nice value getting the Twins around even money to win the division. Well, they could bomb, and you got you know, I mean, Buxton's starting to heat up too, and you know he hits a bunch. Hitting. They do. Correa, he went yard last night. Kepler, you know, yeah, they have I mean, really they, good hitting. Uh, Arias yeah. leaves the league in hitting. They, yeah. they have a really, really good lineup. Yeah, Polanco they do. is solid. Very, very. Kirilov is a good young player, I think. Very, a lot of good hitting. Uh, will the pitching, specifically the bullpen, hold up? But again, I think that division is you know, definitely the weakest division. So uh, I think they're above, certainly above 50% to win that division. They're plus 52 in runs scored. Cleveland minus 17. Chicago minus 48. Wow. Um, who, who do you like today? Uh, a couple of things. Look, I took Johnny Cueto over 17 and a half outs. Anthony's going against a very um, weak Tigers lineup. Cueto is 8 and 2, going over 17 and a half outs this year against the Tigers. I like it. Uh, Brandon Woodruff laying a run and a half, laying a dollar 15 against Zach Thompson. Woodruff, since he's come off the DL, 11 innings, no runs, 18 strikeouts. I'm going to take my chances. Uh, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Angel starter over four and a half strikeouts. He's averaging five and a half strikeouts, Anthony, going against the fourth easiest team in Major League Baseball to strike Warriors, out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that quite a bit. And I also did play Sandoval. It's a tiny, tiny favorite against Dean Kramer. Sandoval, I just think, is the better starter, and I think my lineup is just as good. Uh, Tristan McKenzie over four and a half Ks. McKenzie looked great this last game against the Yankees, pitched a one hitter. He's gone over four and a half Ks five straight games. Uh, and I also like him laying a dollar twenty-five against Jonathan Heasley. McKenzie to me is a you know, sub one whip, has a lot of talent. Heasley is a has almost a five ERA, very poor K rate, very poor whip. Uh, Jordan Montgomery under five and a half strikeouts, fourteen and two this season. Anthony to the under. I'm going to take my chances. It makes it fifteen and two. And Boston and doesn't strike out, and Boston doesn't strike out, so, you know. Yeah, Montgomery is a solid pitcher, but he's not a big K guy. And right. I took Clayton Kershaw over 16 and a half outs. Uh, this has been close to a 50-50 bet, but I just like the matchup at home against um, a weak Cubs lineup. I'll take my chances. Kershaw can go into the sixth inning. I like it. That's good stuff. Uh, all right, Big Brain, we've been spending the bulk of the morning talking about an ESPN on paper list where they went through the rosters and yeah. th- they gave you the best rosters in the NFL. So I, I want to get your take on it and then we're going to go over some over others. But number one in their list was Buffalo, right? That, which is credible. Number two is Tampa. Number three, the Chargers. Number four, the Rams. And you go, okay, right? Like, you know, you might disagree in order, but those four seem uh, pretty real. Number five, Green Bay. Yeah, I don't which, see that. Right? Number six, Cleveland. Number Again, that, now, that's with Deshaun Watson, I get yes. it. If it's without Deshaun Watson, it's crazy off. 
Right. Now, it's with Deshaun Watson. You know, they're just going on paper. Number seven, the Eagles. Number eight, Cincinnati. Number nine is Kansas City. So they got the Chiefs at nine. They got the Dolphins at ten. The tenth best roster, the Dolphins. The Saints, 11, and the Ravens, 12. Any uh, overall thoughts about that top 12? I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, they obviously are very high on Philadelphia. Uh, I do like Philadelphia this year. I don't know if I quite put them as high as seven. I think that's maybe a little too generous, even though I am very bullish on the Eagles' chances this year to having a very successful regular season. I think that may be a tad high. Miami, look, again, they, it's kind of like similar to Philadelphia in the way they have a lot of good players, but is the quarterback going to be good enough, right? I mean, because they got Armstead from the Saints. They obviously got the magnificent Tyreek Hill. Um, they have some good players. They upgraded the running room, running back room as well. Uh, but again, Will Two would be good enough to get them there. Um, you know, and, and the Chiefs are. You know, are they as bad as number nine? Uh, you know, as long as they have, you know, number fifteen, they're still going to be, in my opinion, a tough, tough out, tough threat. Maybe have them slightly higher than ninth. But no, for the most part, those were all quality teams, Anthony. You know, and the Ravens being at twelve, obviously getting they were the most injured team in the NFL last year. Getting a healthy roster back, they certainly should be improved. So let me go over some of the uh, over under totals with you. And I'm curious because, you know, as these things have been honed, I'm sure how many, just for the audience, how many of the totals have you already bet? Geez, I'm guessing I've probably bet in some way, shape, or form at least 20. Wow. Wow. Yeah, at least 20. Yeah. Because there's also they have bets to win the division, like division wins. For example, I bet, uh, you know, the Falcons under two wins in the division. I bet the Bears under two and a half wins in the division. I bet the Ravens over two and a half wins in the division. How that number was up there, I have no idea. Um, but there's a lot of things you could bet within the division itself. The Vikings, bet the Vikings over three and the Vikings under four. Two different bets on the same team. Um, the Saints over three. Um, I did a ton of bets just in the division, which I think had like some nice value until. That's wild. All right, so let me get, let me hit you with it. First of all, the news of the week in football, obviously Baker going to Carolina. Yeah. That win total went up a tick. It's now six and a half. I like the over. I, I do think I, – I still believe in Matt Rule. I think he's a terrific coach. I still think their defense is good. And, you know, I think Baker can play credible football, credible quarterback for him. Anthony, on my podcast, it's funny. Last week I gave out Carolina over five and a half, saying it's a free roll. I go, if nothing happens, if they keep Darnold, I still lean over five and a half here because I think this is a talented team. I go, if they get Baker Mayfield, this line's going to go to six and a half. So we're getting a free roll. That's exactly what happened. The overrunner's gone up to now six and a half. Yeah, I still lean over here for sure. Um, look, I think this is not an impotent team. And I think Rule, again, is a good coach. It's just had an impossible situation last year. Um, I actually am more bullish on Carolina than the market seems to be. I actually think they have a chance to have a winning record. All right. So you and I, as kind of normally, we see it the same way. Uh, I'm going to throw some uh, some totals at you. Buffalo, 11 and a half. 
Yeah, I'm very nervous in taking uh, an over on any kind of number like that. But the only way I would look, believe it or not, is the over. I did make, and it's very unlikely, I did make a small bet on the Bills plus 750 to win the Super Bowl uh, because I actually could see a scenario where I think they really should be the best team. They maybe do go 13-4, and four, and they'll be like 2.5, 3-1 by the time the season closes. I would lean over. The Rams 10.5. Again, think it's the right number. Uh, would lean to the over because I do think, again, if there are no injuries, uh, it's still a really, really good team, uh, really good offense, and you still have Aaron Donald back there. Lean over, didn't bet it. Chargers 10. I like the over here. Chargers are one of my biggest investments for the year. Um, now, very tough division, Anthony, for sure. Uh, but, again, I think you, know, you said the ESPN had them ranked third in their roster. I'm kind of with you on that or with them on that. Um, with the quarterback they have, with the upgraded defense, they clearly they got Jackson and Khalil Mack. Um, I would be very surprised if this team does not win double digits. The Packers at 11. You can actually get 11 and a half, and I made a large wager on the under. Um, again, I'm going to dare Aaron Rodgers to beat me with no weapons. If he can do it, then I'll, I'll take my medicine. Um, I think the Packers have a good defense. Ironically, this year, I think we're going to find them to be weaker on offense, and I'm going to say their defense is what carries this team this year, but I don't think it's going to carry them to 12 wins. I like the under. Do you think the, do you, do you think the Vikings can beat the Packers in I think the NFC North? I think they will. I actually, I, I think the Vikings will win the division. Now, the market has the Vikings as a nine-win team and the Packers 11, 11 and a half. Uh, but again, sometimes you disagree with the market. Um, I personally think the Vikings, uh, with the coaching change, is going to make a big difference for this team. I think Zimmer had gotten stale there. Um, I think this team has a lot of talent. They have excellent wide receivers. They get Irv Smith back. They have amazing running backs. Cousins, a crazy underrated quarterback, in my opinion. Look at his stats the last six years. They match up with more or less anyone outside of Patrick Mahomes. Don't laugh until you look it up. Um, I'm not saying he's a top-two quarterback, but I do think he's at least slightly above average, and I think he's underrated because of the money he makes. People make too much fun of him. Um, I think this team has a chance to be improved. Um, I like them very much getting around. You can get 3-1 to one to win the division. I think they're well above 25%. Uh, big brain, I want you to meet Psycho Chris. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Now, now he's a degenerate Lions fan. Degenerate. They're going to be improved. And he's a big time, uh, you know, NFC North. And we were just arguing about the Packers because I'm with you with Green Bay. And he's all about the Pack. So go ahead. You I got think your... he was a Lions fan. I think you said you were a Lions fan, Psycho Chris. No, no. I, I, he, he's misrepresenting this. I'm just saying the Packers are not dead. I fear them because well, things like that don't die. Well, they have the highest over-under in the NFC, so I don't think anyone's saying they're dead. Um, I personally, at least the market isn't. I personally think, again, you take the best receiver, arguably, in the NFL off of your team I don't care how good Aaron Rodgers is, and I know he's amazing. He's won two straight MVPs, I think four overall. I believe that is going to affect him. I think the wide receiver group there is weak. Uh, the tight end room there is weak. Uh, Jones and Dillon are obviously really good running backs. I really do like the defense, and I know Rodgers is great, but I think that wide receiver lack of depth is going to hurt him, and I don't think this team's going to score anywhere near like they used to. I love it. I got to tell you, this is great. We got to resume this. Listen, I know uh, you're going to be on vacation in the next couple of weeks. 
as will I. So we will resume our football talk right in, when August hits. That sound good, buddy? I love it. Big love brain it. having so safe journey. All right? You're the man, I brother. It, brother. There he is. Good luck, everyone. There he is, the big brain. And we'll come back and wrap it up. The fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, fellas, wrapping one up on a uh, beautiful Saturday across the nation. Going to be away for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back, and uh, it'll be perfect. Right, right back for camp. You know, I was having a discussion uh, about training camp, and there's still like only a handful of teams now that actually go away for camp. And Chris and the Chiefs are one of them. That Andy believes in that thing, and they go away to their uh, you know Missouri State, and they uh, I think it's Northwestern. Yeah, there's State. not there's not many of those. There's I mean everyone has like really good facilities near home now for all of that. Like it's Kansas City and then uh I mean Cowboys still have uh still have uh, what's that place up in Oxnard. Oxnard, that's right. Yeah. Oxnard, that's right. Good job. Good poll, Ricky. It's right near here. I should remember that off the top of my head. I've been there. It's you fun. Know, you know what it is is I I my brain is permanently damaged cuz I keep thinking Cabo because of the uh the Zeke story. From a few years back, that just rewired my brain in a very stupid way. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Chiefs go to Missouri Western State University, mm. Ohio and, Valley, uh, I think. Ohio. And, and they love it. Like like Andy loves it. And Andy used to do it here uh, in Philly. It used to be uh, a big deal. Where and it's funny. It was ten years since the end of the Eagles training camp, uh, which used to be at Lehigh University, and draw a huge crowd. It was like a summer um, Oh, I got to imagine ritual. those days were like training. Yeah, it's it's like spring training for baseball, I'm sure. People loved yeah. it. I mean, if I told you how much they loved it, they loved it. They got, they you know, people would take, you know, it's summertime, so, you know, a little bit more lax and people would go up during the week and the kids would love it. And, you know, the beauty, uh, the beauty of it, too, is that the, the kids felt close to the players. Like, I know that, you know, you, all your you know training facility, all your stuff, they have these, you know, 50, 100 million dollar facilities where it's easier just to stay home. But, uh, you know, something about getting away and maybe it's my inner remember the Titans, but I still believe in that. You know, go away and and spend three weeks doing some work. I think it bonds you. Yeah, I think also too. Like it's it just kind of, I people people in larger places don't understand how special it is for like. Again, the Tigers go down to Lakeland, Florida, all the time. If you're if you're but and I'm sure if you're in a major place, you're like, oh, what what do we care about what the people of Lakeland, Florida think? Well, they they care. They care. These are people too. They're sports fans like you and me. They they like having something local. They don't want to just experience sports through just their TV. Like having something show up that is local and tangible that you can go out to and see these guys. It matters. Like we don't live just through the TV and sports. Like having having the local tactile thing. It it's it's special. It's important. I agree with you. I I I, I do. I, I I think you're right on. I, I think it 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 has that. Oh, we're out. We're done. Oh, everybody, Sorry. have a great day. We love you. We'll see. See you next week. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.